everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. We're here taking your calls. It's Sunday night, time for a street fight. That number to dial is 614-655-3887. You can watch and chat along with us on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, that's the one that shows up on the stream. That's where all the people are at uh, while we're recording. So come join. Come hang with the gang. Uh, there are already people in there getting rowdy. We are Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it for nine years here out of Columbus, Ohio. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. And uh, every single week, two times a week, we do a show. Wednesday night, that's the Basement Street Fight. We're down here uh, getting into it, whether it comes to Facebook groups or international issues. Uh, it's Brian and I talking to each other and uh, laughing and having a good time like we've done forever. Sunday night, that's tonight, right now, this is the call-in show. So we have the lines open from 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern time every single Sunday. That number, once again, is 614-655-3887. It does not change, so you will uh, be able to call in. Right now we have some room in the room in the queue, so you can get in there. Uh, otherwise, we'll be back. And we appreciate all y'all that are in here. So let's get this thing started. Hey. How's it going, Brian? I'm dying. July is what I'm deeming hell month, I think. You think you live on a on a hell world. I am living the hell lifestyle. Brian, um, for those of you that haven't kept up, maybe this is your first episode. He has been going through hell uh, for the whole month. Uh, Do you think it's because I'm evil now? You might have. Because I got way into evil music and like evil stuff. And now all of a sudden, like all this bad stuff's happening to me when I got evil pilled. Da Dave Mustaine says he wishes he never opened up that Pandora's bar box when it comes to the dark arts. When you start playing around with the, the devil's tools, man, it bites you back. Typo negative. I'm listening to typo negative, And now all of a sudden, everything bad that could ever happen to me happens to me. Right. We're recap here. Uh, I got injured. A few weeks ago. That's we, healing. We went on vacation uh, July 4th. The, the few days after July 4th, we went on vacation to Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. And I fell off of a, like a five and a half foot tall wall. Yes. Straight onto concrete. Tripped also. It was like, because man, I keep thinking like if I had just stepped off the edge, I probably would have landed on my feet. It yeah. would have hurt a little bit, my ankle, but I would have been fine. It would have been like one of those hard steps. Yeah. We're just like, oh, all of a sudden all your weight goes on one foot. But I was, I tripped over a thing and then off the wall, which is, that's not a way you want to fall at all. They that's, would teach you not to fall that way. Yeah. Basically man. like a, a shoestring tackle <laughs> off of a ledge. Yeah. And, uh, and you were covered in lesions and abrasions. I did. I had abrasions all over me. They're healed. Lacerations. They finally healed up. But on the, on the way out there, my car started acting up. Yeah. In a way that concerned me. Yeah. Ba this baby's about to shit the bed. Was not going up hills well and things like that, which is like, like here's the thing. Like, it was really struggling even to get up hills. It was like, you know, not getting up to speed on the freeway. It wasn't shifting gears right. So I took it to Tuffy, which is an auto mechanics place. Mm -hmm. Renowned chain. I, not to be trusted. I, I, I wouldn't trust them. Why? They fixed my... Well, no, they didn't. They charged me a bunch of money and never fixed my old car and just like said, hey, you know, what are you going to do? Is yeah. Basically what they told me. 
chains usually chains are like uh we don't really work on cars here. We just over we sell overpriced parts for certain situations. He did. I do remember I had this Grand Am and it kept stalling at lights, right? I took it to this Tuffy four times and every time they gave it to me it would stall again when I got it out. And basically the whole thing, the guy would just be like, you know, shit happens. It, it wasn't that. Let's try something else. Well, like oh, they're only allowed to do a certain thing too. Yeah. So I uh, took it to the dealership after like five tries spending 200 bucks. So after about a thousand dollars, I did that. And, uh, um, and uh, they told me my, uh, my engine mounts were rusted and they needed a replace and it was going to cost another thousand dollars. And that happened. The car ran right for a while. It was a grand damn. Everything broke on it. Yeah. Ended up getting a new car that day in 2009. I got a 2009 Chevy Cobalt. And, uh, I, I said a brand new one, a brand new 2009 in 2009. Wow. And I said, I will never get an old car again. Never. I don't care what the payment is. I don't care if the payment is the same amount as my rent. Yeah. I'm yeah, but only getting I'll a car downsize. Well, yeah. downsize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just I hate I hate breaking down ass cars. Yeah. So for years, for eight years, I only drove new cars. Okay? And never had a problem. And then I had to go car shopping because I had a lease run out. Yeah. And I decided to get a certified pre-owned Kia Soul. But it was certified pre-owned. And I figured that certification meant something. You right. Know? They gave it a good look-see. <laughs> you guys, would you flip this over and just like look at the belly <laughs> and stuff? They did not give it a good look-see. And uh, now it's breaking down. And uh, I took it to the dealership and they said, you know what? I think it's your transmission. Now... My theory is that they thought it was my transmission because I said, I think it's my transmission, which is, I'm not the guy you ask. You yeah. Know? You kind of got taken down by like uh, toxic masculinity. Right. If they, I had They known, thought you were a guy. So they were like, he knows, man. This guy looks like he knows. Well, the, it's like, he doesn't know. The thing is, Talk if I him. did know, I'd fix it my fucking self. Right. Dude, all the info's out there. I'd fix it. They need to ask some questions. They just need they just need to to ask some sort of specific question that you either know or you don't if you work on cars. Right. You know. Like well, you know, well, what do you do with the you know, what I don't even know. I don't work on cars. That's why that's why they could stump me. If they asked me anything about it besides I think the transmission's fucked up, they'd be like, "Well, what about the uh, what about the lifters?" I'm like, "I don't fucking know what you're talking about." I said it's shifting wrong. So they immediately said, "When does it go wrong?" And I was like, "Highway speeds." guy clarifies with me highway speeds and i'm like yeah i thought he went and drove the fucking thing yeah okay that's what i thought I, doesn't that seem like shouldn't that be a requirement i don't want to add more regulations but um i think there should be a verified they should be able to hand you a video that shows they drove your fucking car exactly before some sort of before. Do, some sort of evidence that they know what the fuck you're talking about because they did drive it after so then they called me and they said, you know, we're going to switch your transmission. Uh, um, they gave me a financing plan, but we decided to pay it all out of $2,200 about. And uh, it was street fight loan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So me and Brett, we, we go up there together uh, so he can pay for it with the business money. And uh, as we're walking out, the guy stops me. 
Like they they let us swipe the card. Oh yeah, yeah. They they <laughs> took our money immediately. Yeah. They're like, Mister Quinby, right over here to the cashier station, and uh, I swiped the card. But then when we got outside, it was a different story. It was a new story. It was a new story. He pulled his phone out and said, "Let me show you something." Yes. Which listen, don't show me nothing. Right. You know. What do I fucking know about anything? You got slick Joe'd. I don't know. I, and you know what? I'm standing there believing the guy. You know, I'm standing there feeling this guy like, well, it's, you know, it's nice because he pulled a trick. He pulled an employee trick, which I used to also pull too. He said, hey, I'm not allowed to tell you this. You know, I could get in big trouble for telling you this, but I'm going to tell you this. Yeah, exactly. Um, he showed me a picture of what he said was my catalytic converter. And he said, you see those little specks? And I said, yes. He said, that's clogged. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, yeah, you know, he tested the car. He said, something's not right. But uh, we changed that transmission. So uh, there you go. Hand me the keys. I went out. I started the car. Pulled out on the street. and was doing the exact same thing it did <laughs> when I dropped the fucking car off. And I just texted Brett. As soon as I pulled out and said, it's not fixed, LOL. And it was just like so defeating. You know, know what's funny, though, is that I was a huge nerd in that I called the credit card company earlier in the day. And I was like, hey, I'm about to do a charge for $2,000. I just want to make sure there's going to be fraud or security like alerts or anything. And the woman was like, are you trying to make the charge right now, sir? And I was like. No, I mean, I'm going to do it later today. Is there a way to notify? And she was like, I can't do anything unless you're making the transaction, sir. And she treated me like an asshole. Yeah. And then because, and I only did that because I have had my card declined in Virginia Beach, in fucking uh, Annapolis, Maryland, Michigan, Indianapolis. I've been stranded in s- several states with a card that all of a sudden don't swipe. They turn it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All of a sudden you're, you can't get in and, and the fucking customer service is closed down. I've done all that shit. And so I called and I was like, this was my first big boy transaction. I've never done this. In my- I've never been able to hand a card to somebody and have them pay that. And I, su- I, I like the guy tells Brian, you know, what's going on. I say, all right, I'm out of here. I got to go. And I'm at a fucking stoplight. And I look and see the, the message from you that says it's still broken. LOL. And I'm like, what? It's not fucking funny. God damn. I mean, it is funny when you're in the car. Yeah, you have to. And you pull out and the gears grind. I mean, what do you do? I yeah. mean, burn the place down? We, yeah. There's no way to get j- satisfaction from them at that point. So I just drove the fucking thing home. You know, I drove it home. I parked it behind my house. And I uh, was like, I'm not fucking dealing with this. Just let's not think about this right now. Sure. For Friday night, we're not going to think about this. Saturday, we're not going to think about this. And then Sunday or Monday, I'm going to start devoting mind energy to it. Yeah. Again. You're going to finally make a decision about <laughs> yeah. it. It's a little bit of mind Let energy. Let some of the panic die down. Yeah. I got a text on Saturday as I left my house that said, hey, you know, how did we treat you? Leave a review at this link. So I kept, I clicked the fucking link. And you know where the link took me? Facebook. Wow. Which is like, as soon as it took me there, I was like, all right, you know, get your writing skills together because yeah. this is the place. Yeah. You know, it's time to, time to get that stack haircut. If somebody, Karen, time to go Karen on their ass. If somebody's going to check reviews, they're probably going to go to Facebook. Facebook. You know? is- and if the dealership is linking you to Facebook, 
they obviously think that's the most important place. Exactly. And this is also one of those awful things where the management is like, Facebook, everybody's on it. It's the new digital main street. It's important. And like, they are so interested in it. And you leave, you can leave the stupid review that most people won't see. There's probably 10 other guys like you that just left Kia this week doing the same thing. Yeah. But this is your chance, and this is, like you said, imp- seems important to them. Yeah, I don't know why either. I don't. Uh, I, I can read you guys the uh, review I sent. Uh, let me... let me uh, Give them a one star? I, it, it, it doesn't do that. You don't it, know star system? It's it just gives you up or down, yes or no. You know what I mean? Oh, they got... Okay. And uh, here's me. Uh, boom, boom. Did they delete me, I wonder? Kanique, Michael. Ryan, just, just so everybody can know, uh, Ryan in the chat uh, verifies that they've only ever heard that uh, Kia dealerships are absolute horror shows. So. It felt like a horror show. I will agree. Oh, yeah. They took my review off. They I think. blocked it. I guess. It's not there. Uh, but so anyway, I told them like. You just filled out. Yeah, I just was kind of like, no, I wouldn't recommend this place, and here's why. And I told the story I just told, and uh, um, they messaged me immediately on uh, uh, Facebook Messenger, oh, which yeah. I was about to delete the other day, but just still have on my phone for no reason. And uh, I said, uh, they asked me, hey, we're sorry you had a bad experience. Please let us know how we can improve. So I said, it just feels like they didn't know the problem and replaced the transmission because I said it wasn't shifting correctly, but it was actually the dirty catalytic, catalytic converter or something else. And I tossed $2,000 in a hole and the car still isn't shifting correctly and the transmission is still grinding. I was told before I took the car home that the catalytic converter was clogged and it would be another $2,000 to fix. And when I pulled out, the car wasn't shifting properly and the transmission was grinding. I'm in the same place I was when I dropped it off, but with $2,000 less in my bank account. I'm not a person that can afford to just pay $2,000 to have someone try something out. If they didn't know what the problem was, I would have understood and took it somewhere else. <laughs> is what I said. That's fair. And uh, they I'd love for the, I'd love for more places just be like, ah, we don't want to fucking do this. You know, honestly, know. that looks like a hell. That sounds like that sounds like you got a curse or a hex on your car. You need to talk to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, they said. I mean, just being like, I don't know. Fine. Yeah. You don't know. I'll take or, it somewhere else. Or the one thing also where they're like, they're just like, oh, let's just let's just tell them it's only going to be $2,000 when they don't want to tell you it's going to be 10000 or whatever the fuck. Like, uh, actually, you should just buy a new car. Yeah. They should have just. Yeah. That could have also been just the had, move. They could have shuffled me off to the sales Salesperson could have called you. Hi, I'm Glenn. You know, we have a trade-in offer that's just absolutely spectacular. It's the best I've seen since I've been with Kia for six years now. Why well, uh, two calls from a car dealership today that I gave my phone number to. They're calling twice to three times a day. So I would do it. Ask him how much you trade in without a transmission because we got to put that thing on Facebook Marketplace. I got to get we got to get some of that money back. We're going to get some of that money. Back. <laughs> I think we'll get some of that money back. The, like the only issue is, is like, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. So I'm definitely not going to tell him about the guy saying this is how you illegally get it fixed. Yes, or I'm not going to do any of that stuff. And I'm not, cause that is a cat. That's what an asshole does. Right. It's like, Oh, and then he pulled me aside and said this and this and this. And right. it's like, doesn't matter. Don't do that. He's doing what he's supposed to. He's doing the directive from the top, which is like, this is, this is probably, that's their daily thing. It's not his, 
He's doing customer service. Yeah, he's doing. exactly. That's real customer he's service. He's doing real customer service. Yeah. Like, you're going to, I mean, you just dropped a lot of money. You don't look like you have very much because some other guy just paid for you right now. Yeah. You're going to need a lot more money, but there's cheaper ways to get this done than the stealership. Yeah. So, I, uh, uh, that happened. So, then what happens after this is the real move here. Okay. So, yesterday, I'm out doing my walk, 60,000 steps yesterday. Uh, I get this itchy stuff going on i'm itchy uh on my waist area okay right and my neck where i'm very fat and uh uh i thought it was heat rash okay fairly certain it was heat rash uh so i was like well i just you know yeah that happens you just lay sometimes you're like a fucking toddler and you get heat rash out of yeah. nowhere you just have to lay in that it, i looked it up on the internet they were like just lay in the house is it know? a real thing it is you get it i mean if you're a fat boy like me if you got like a fold uh-huh. you got like like uh-huh. that's what it is it's like extra skin folds got and then it. the pores are clogged up and then you get a rash got it but this rash just spread like wildfire like crazy it turns out I'm fairly certain it's the soap I'm using. Okay. Uh, and the way I figured that out is, is like, I don't wash the bottoms of my legs. I wash my feet, but I don't wash the bottoms of my legs. Like I just shins and calves? Yeah. What about just, knees? There's nothing going on there at all. Nothing. I'm glad you do the feet because those have real gross shit on them. Well, yeah, the feet. I mean, here's what I wash. Okay. I pay. I, I rub it all over my tongue. Okay. You know, I don't wash my back. I don't know how. You can't I've never even thought about washing my back. <laughs> never once in my life. I figure the water gets on it. It's fine. There's nothing back there. You know, what do I do? What am I doing? Laying in dirt? You know? Yeah. What What would get on my back? So I wash the whole front. I spend extra time on the beans area. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Which was the area that, that was got- issues yesterday. Lots you of know, rashes. I know this is very gross. I'm sorry. I apologize. So I did the worst thing you can do as a person last night. Yeah. Get ready. This is sick. I slept naked. Last oh, that's night. fine. No. Disgusting. This, I felt like I woke up every like hour and pulled my pants up. Like just to have it. Yeah. Cause I had covered up. What I did bit. was I slept like all the way naked, except for I have my pants around one ankle, just, just like in a, case anything happened. I could just right, walk, you're halfway there. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll never be all the way naked. It just ain't gonna happen. One ankle in, yeah, one ankle in my shorts. So uh, um, it didn't clear up, and then I started to notice it's on all the spots that I do heavy washing. On. Right. So if I am a little slow tonight or anything, it's because I'm heavy on Benadryl right five now. Five Benadryl deep. Yeah, I'm five Benadryl deep. I'm trying to kill this thing. I went home and took a shower with Pure Castile Soap by Dr. Bronner, the anti-war on drugs company that I've been using for years. And Brett thinks it's absolutely mind-blowing and fascinating that it happened to me with Dove. So yeah, because it's gentle, I guess. Well, I thought Dove was what they wash the baby ducks in, but that's Dawn. Yeah, that's Dawn. But Dove is great chocolate and great soaps. It's it is. It feels like holding a cup of milk in your hand, like when you're washing with it. It's a top brand. 
And it makes me feel terrible that I got a rash from Dove. Yeah, you're just you're not like, tough enough for Dove. I thought I was a tough guy, no. and then we get this Dove in there, and it's like, what? Yeah, I mean, men what can't hear it. Men can't handle the serious cleaning power that women have to subject themselves to for us. What are they putting in Dove? What are they putting in there? I, maybe fragrances or something, or is it? I use lavender in my Dr. Bronner's. That's a fragrance. Yeah, that's Natch though. That's not right. like. Right. Dove smells like uh, some sort of like uh, experimental idea of what peace smells like. <laughs> <laughs> they went to a chemist in a laboratory and were like, make peace for us. And they're like, yeah. all right, I think I can do that. Yeah. I just, what a fucking, who would have thought? That, it's also good on and coochies. And that's like where, that's a good test ground for soaps. Yeah. Well, I just cleaned up down that. So now... Because the Castile soap doesn't work on any's, is what I heard. Oh, it works great on mine. On Aldi's. My, well, right. also my hole. Which oh. is also very clean anyway, because bidet, you know. But yeah. anyway, uh, uh, so this month, I've hurt myself and bled. My car is broken down, which, since 2009, has been something I've never had to think about and is unfair that I have to think about it now because yeah. I'm successful. And I shouldn't have to think about my car. And worse of all these things, I slept naked one night. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. That's, that's embarrassing. Sick as shit right there. I, well, I, I was like telling my wife all my trials and tribulations this morning. And then I went up and I walked all the way across the room and got right next to her and was like, I slept naked for a little bit. Like last night, and she was like, "It's okay." On your like, do you sleep with like your pale white ass in the in the air? Do you are you stomach or back? No, I was really far away from her. Okay, I like really rolled away because I didn't want her to like roll over and be like, "What's this fucking pervert doing over here?" You know, I don't know at all, man. I rock, <laughs> I rock and roll naked in bed all the time. Man. I haven't been, halfway there. <laughs> I haven't been naked in bed since the nineties. What? Yeah, I don't do well. I mean, I have been. In like well, you, short spans of time for like activities, but you keep a uh, something around your ankle. I always have like a little thing going on around just my something ankle, around just by my, my foot. Yeah, you know, I don't just, ever want to be stuck outside naked. Yeah. You ever think about that when you're naked? You know? Yeah, I think it'd be funny. I think you get over it so quick, <laughs> and then it would just be fucking hilarious. No, no, it wouldn't be funny for even one minute. You're like, my house is on fire, and everybody can see me fucking naked. <laughs> that, so I'm having an amazing day right now. I that I, I would you would go into shock. You'd probably be fucking high, dude. I would probably, set your house on fire, run outside naked. Great feeling. I'd probably just end up dying in a fire trying to put my pants on. <laughs> You're like, let me get those. <laughs> Get third degree burns all over your body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just, it's like the most terrifying thought to me is that like anything could happen. Like people are always like, what if a home invasion happens? And I'm like, what if a home invasion happens when you're naked and you got to like do something about it naked? And it's like, you just, you got to be ready, you know? Oh shit. I don't have a gun. That's not for me. I just don't want to be naked ever. It's the worst feeling of all the feelings, you know? So... Shit balls. My life is just, it's falling apart. I'm I'm hoping August is a big month for me. I bet it will be. You know? Oh, big yeah, fucking absolutely. Month. You know, money's coming in, hopefully. Uh, you get the stimulus maybe next month. That'll be a little big thing for me if I don't still have this rash. Uh, 
What else could happen in August? Like anything could happen. There's going to, Trump's going to give a big speech at the RNC. That'll be fun to watch. Yeah, that'll be we'll good. We'll like that. There's so many wonderful. Um, What else, you know? I love his speeches, you know? Yeah, I I love a enough. good 45 minute fucking ramble. Session. A ramble. Yeah. Just like, who knows where we're going? <laughs> yeah, I like to sit down and hear a good 45 minute Trump sesh. Just jazzing. <laughs> he is. He's the Just jazz imp- president. Improvising. Yeah, yeah, he is kind of. He's the only one that goes up there and is like, I ain't got nothing to prepare, baby. He looked. I, I didn't watch it. I only heard the reaction was that his canned speech was a kind of a dud. Yeah, he's going to quit those. You know what he did say in his canned speech? It, this is a canned speech. He was like. Yeah, earlier in the pandemic, I was given daily press briefings, and they had the highest ratings of anything else on TV. They were some of the most high-rated uh, press briefings that have ever happened. And it's just like, dude. <laughs> There's a reason. <laughs> You're the fucking president. It's on all the channels. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen next month, but I'm going to tell Maybe the revolution starts next month, and my body is just put, but like, God. is just, I'm going to go This Christian. is your last I'm trials, dude. Also, holy boys. Dude, you fucked. Holy you're right. You know, you fucked with the wrong deity. I fucked around with Jesus too much. Just yeah. too much fucking around with Jesus. I was joking and having a good time. And I guess like he's pissed. And I apologize, sir. You Will won. you take this rash away and uh, do what I did as a kid, you know, where I would be like, all right, God, I'll believe in you if you help me figure this out. You know, <laughs> if you make me pass this test. Yeah. Well, it wasn't ever a test. It was right. like a, a God. I'll believe Scorch in you. I remember there was this one time where I lost my shoes somehow, and I don't have. Don't even ask. I never ended up finding them. Oh no! There's a time we rented a video game from this video rental place, and I lost it. I had no idea where the fuck it went. And my parents were like, you can't leave the house until you find it. You need to tear this house apart looking for this game. And uh, uh, I never found it. But the whole time I was doing it, I was like, please, Jesus, shine a light on this. Because I had heard at church when I was in Kansas for that Jesus will shine a light to help you find the answers to your problem. So I was like, please, Jesus, shine a light on this video game. I'll just run over and grab it. And then I'll believe in you forever. I never found the game. That's why I'm an atheist. That's how it happened. All right. So let's see. There let's pray. I'm going to pray real quick. Please, Lord Jesus Christ, I'm still going to listen to typo negative, but I won't say it's cool that he says satanic stuff. I'll just be neutral on that. Amen. You'll just say that's his God-given right to say what he wants. Yes. <laughs> I'll be neutral on it. I'm not going to be like, oh, I fucking love the satanic stuff on this album. Just say God bless him. That's what you say. Yeah. Afterwards. Oh, you know, God bless the guy. Now, if I wake up tomorrow without a rash, this is a Christian podcast. Okay. Okay. Deal. That's the thing. No Deal. rash. That's where the big money's at anyways. Yeah. Probably going to make a good amount of money. Just going super christian so that's my life it's falling apart you're here to listen to it we love it it's probably honestly the worst month i've ever had i mean you're doing well but yeah i mean uh i i don't know if i would uh be doing anything else but staying in bed for a couple weeks my fucking therapist was like how you doing 
when he called, it had been three weeks since I'd talked to him and he said, how you doing? And I told him the big pile up because there was also a house thing that happened that I'm not talking about on the air. My kid got in trouble and it was a whole big thing. You know, I don't want to talk about it on the radio yes. because my wife got all mad about it. I don't want to deal with it. But uh, that also happened. Okay. And uh, uh, I told my therapist all this stuff that had happened. You know, this thing happened. This car happened. I didn't have the rash yet. I might call him tomorrow and tell him I got a rash just to let him know. And uh, he was like, you're certainly, are you freaking out? Basically is what he asked me. He said, so are you having anxiety attacks? And I'm like, no, but I don't know if that's because I fully adjusted to a full on 24 hour a day, seven day a week panic attack, or if I'm just able to handle my issues better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I am able to handle things a little bit better now. I am, uh, but it you is re- funny. You're being that- recalibrated, I think. I think that you did a lot of belly aching and moaning. And uh, you used to, I don't know, you just, I think that you were coming up with a lot of shit to be upset about and you didn't have anything real for a while and i think this will recalibrate your senses well he was like he was also like right before this happened he was like you know all you ever think about when when you're faced with an issue is the negative outcomes and you know in order to be fair in this world you have to also consider that things could have positive outcomes so maybe you should write down the positive outcomes to stuff and then all that happened to me for an entire 30 days after that was negative outcomes. <laughs> it's just like, going to send me back to complain. I mean, you're right, though. I will never. This is a lie. Obviously, I'm yeah. saying this right now. It's a lie. I'm sorry, but I'm, this is a new honest version of me because, you know, Jesus, uh, uh, I'm never going to complain again. Once this is all over with, when my car is running and the rash is cleared up. Never You're done. I'm done. No okay. more complaints. No, great. Life is good. Love it. We'll get you the shirt. Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm going to just go back to regular amount of complaining. Okay. That's I'm good. like heavy. Like my wife is being all nice to me right now. And tonight I didn't even get to eat dinner and everything closes at 11 because for some fucking reason, the government thinks that like people catch coronavirus primarily after 11 p.m. Well, <laughs> when the lights are off, you're not paying attention to who's wearing a mask or not. Does that make sense to you? Because they're like, oh, everything will still stay open, but we would like every... Drunks, By the way, man. they're not even saying Dude, you, to you, close. They can't, you, you can't trust drunks, man. That's all it is. Drunks are the problem. I know. If they're allowed out after 11, they're just going to be making out with each other and spreading coronavirus. You think so? Yeah, that's... Yeah, absolutely. Bars and patios and drunk people shit is... Yeah, close them. 100% close them. This closing at 11 means nothing. Yeah. I got neighbors next door to me, and they party as hard as anybody I know. You've seen them, right? Yeah, they're awful. They party as hard as anybody in this world, and they're always done by about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Just done. But, wolf, when you're on your way up there, it's... Well, we, cause we're professional, we get to be professional night owls. These people are fakers. Like these weekend warrior types that like, you know, go hard on Friday and Saturday. You're right. They're in bed by midnight. Well, they go hard five days a week that my neighbors, no, they do. They go harder Friday and Saturday, but 
pretty much every night they're they, they got a beer pong table out back now that's just set up permanently Constant, yeah and it has a bong that sits on it and uh i mean they go through mad beers and it's like all the neighbors except for me that's the other thing that bothers me you didn't, well you gotta drink beer dog well they don't bongs. even they've never even said do you like a beer would you like a beer dude They've never even been like, hey, what's up? And because you looks like a guy who can replace a transmission. Yeah. Remember <laughs> when we got home from a tour, the Hellfire tour? Yeah. And Nick was filming me for like the documentary, had this big fucking camera. And I'm walking into the house and he's like, what's all this about? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's a documentary somebody's making about me. I thought he was going to be like my neighbor. He's kind of a big fucking deal, you know? But no, he's just like, I don't want to talk to that guy. Fuck him. Yeah. You know? And it's because the guy at the end of the street, right? He flies an American flag and an Israeli flag out there. And, which is weird, I know. that Like, you just don't see that very often. And he watches Fox News in his garage all day. All day. It's either Fox News or ZZ Top concerts. Like, okay, the kind of stuff they put on net access tv where it's like yeah. just like you know stevie ray vaughn concert at you know and uh he sits in that garage all day and watches that and then you know i think that they know that i'm a lefty i don't know if they know that i'm like a pot i they he knows i'm a podcaster because the landlord knows him I know that. So I'm sure he knows I'm a podcaster and I'm fairly certain my landlord I mean everybody knows I'm a lefty because you know, we don't fly an American flag. We have Black Lives Matter sign in the front yard. We got like, it's like all the hallmarks of that stuff. And I just think that like he knows that. And the rest of the neighbors also probably look at me and think I'm mean, you know? Yeah, that sounds like some sort of uh, made up conspiracy about yourself. Why would sounds nobody, like and like, why would they invite everybody but me? Schizophrenia whenever you think that why? everybody's going to. Caller, we're going to get to the calls right now. Why? Ask me, answer this question. Why would everybody on a street be partying together except for the old B-man, the fucking party animal of the year? Because you only stare at your phone. Because they only see the top of your head. They don't know that. Do you say they hi, don't do you say hi to them? I do that thing. Every time, dude. You got to say hello. I go hi. like this. Eh. No. You know what I'm saying? No. The, eh? Not enough. They never you say hi to me. You can't, doesn't, you can't grunt at people. It's served me well over the years. All right. hey, hey. I knew a lot more neighbors than you do. It's bullshit. I'm going to have you come over. We're going to switch houses okay. for a week. Okay. And if they invite you to the party, then we'll fucking know. I will be. I, 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 I roam a lot. Like when I'm outside, I'll just roam to the front yard and talk to somebody. So I could definitely get in with them pretty quick, especially if it's beer pong, because I'm also interested in that. It's been a while for me. Yeah. I've never I, been invited I, for a minute over there. I Not went even. to remember a couple years back. I went to my neighbors, though, went to their party. They were like for that Xenos church. Yeah. yeah. They invited us over because we had cats that were both black and they thought yeah. that was like a reason to invite us over. Yeah. You got, you got to be more friendly, dude. I hear the thing. This. I feel like I should just be invited. You have to though, show interest you know? in what in them as a people. I do. I'm interested a little bit. Not really. I'm not that interested in them as people. But so like, you've only got speculations because so I kind of know who they are. I hear all no, their don't. conversations. I hear all the conversations. But you have to hear the lies that they would tell to you. That's true. 
Maybe I'll try to. Here's what Strike I'll do for the listener. I'm going to, as I walk in my house, if I see my big neighbor, he's a big guy, big dude, tall, like buff, like built dude. Not buff, like, like not like a wrestler. Like showy muscles, like just hard work. Nah, he played football okay, in high school, okay. for sure, for sure. Maybe even like like in the low-level college okay. football. Division three or something? Yeah, whatever they, whatever the one that the Buckeyes he, are. He in. tore his the Akron ACL Zips. in a Division three game. Yeah, he's that kind of big guy. And uh, uh, he, he knows that I do something. And he knows that, I wonder if, I'll probably, I'll just blame it on my wife. She's probably mean to him. Okay. That's a guess. But he's talked to him. He's talked to Katie and Gwen, too. I'm the only motherfucker these people have never talked to on the whole entire street. You you don't appear as someone that wants to be talked to unless they're, like, a big fan of yours. Like, that's, I feel like that's the only time you want someone to talk to you is if they're going to shower you with praises. Otherwise, I don't feel like you have any time for them. That's not true. I mean, I, I talk to your neighbor. Okay. A big fan. <laughs> my yeah. neighbor the big fan yeah and the whole time i was like had one foot towards the door <laughs> i felt bad because he kept apologizing to me because i think he could tell that i didn't like want to be standing there talking <laughs> you sure. know but yeah i uh i need to make some friends i just need to fucking i don't even want to be their friends i have perfect friends you got to make some changes you know it's I've, time for you to get on a new path i have perfect friends great friends but i feel like people should I want now I want people who don't know me and don't know the podcast to just be like to to like recognize that I have a kind of charisma and like uh, uh like want me at their house. You know, like they want me around. They're like, oh, I'd love to meet this guy. I'm shoot for that. Like I regular so. ass people. Like I want this guy around, then I'll just never show up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> long long work hours i <laughs> all right you ready? let's take a call yeah thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight uh blanca blanca hey, how's hey, it going okay. blanca hey good D-town. um yeah D-town. can you imagine um, why nobody likes me in my neighborhood blanca because you look grumpy oh, <laughs> I, thank you I think I carry myself like. But a, you're not though. I know. You're you're not though. You're really nice, but like you really also don't like people. <laughs> I like people. That's why I'm a communist. I want everybody to get along. <laughs> I want them all to be fed <laughs> and stuff. And like I'll do some of the work. Sure. You know, I just don't sort of want to. What. What are we going to do? Like watch Survivor together or something? I don't, I don't even know what people yeah, do. Just, That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Blanca? How's it going tonight? <laughs> good, good. Um, on a light note, I made banana bread today for the first time. Ooh. Like with real flour and stuff. And I was like, holy shit, I can bake. Yeah, that, nice. that's a fun, easy one. Um, I always, and I never mind when bananas are going bad to throw that one together. Uh, and it like, it, I, I, it never goes bad. It's never been bad. It's so, such a solid fucking recipe. It is. I really like it. Cool. I'm a big um, bananas so guy too. I, Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I'm actually calling in today for, with a very specific topic to talk about. Um, I'm spoken with a lot of the 
uh, women and non-binary girls, pals of Street Fight. And we just kind of want to, like, make a little announcement about something that's kind of been on our mind lately. Um, today, we just kind of wanted to talk to you specifically to the cis men of Street Fight. Um, and particularly about something that's come up in the Facebook group a lot. And I wish I could say, like, oh, this just happens, like, every now and then. It's not a big deal. And as most women and non-binary pals know, we just kind of, like, take shit on from people, just particularly cis dudes, and just, like, try to ignore it. But you get to a point where you just kind of get pissed about things. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna try to make. We're pissed all the quick. time, so you're welcome so to be first, pissed. We don't want to steal all the being yeah, pissed we're off. Pissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so first, just kind of wanted to bring up the Romanov meme. You know which one? I'm not gonna like say the details on the podcast, but at the end of the day, we, the women of Street Five, wanted to say how awful it was to have people straight up missing the point about our feelings, specifically towards the children. That was just not okay, uh-huh. period. And we just kind of, like, wanted to, like, say that. Like, okay, it was just not cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and mostly just, like, the rampant mansplaining that is going on every fucking day. And, like, man, I, and I get it. Like, we're all street fighters, and we're all on the same side. And we just want, like, what's best for our comrades. Like, we want everybody to feel good. You know, we come to a safe space, and we want everybody to feel comfortable. And sometimes growth just, you know, growing sometimes takes a little discomfort of the self. Yeah. And we just want a better world for everybody. And the main thing is, like, we just see, especially when particularly a woman or a non-binary pal makes a comment of shares an opinion, that they get, like, dog piled on and get like paragraph after paragraph after why where our feelings are wrong and it's one thing if like ever that happened to everybody but then if this dude shares like a different opinion and it's like okay cool it is automatic like respect out of nowhere yeah and we're like what the fuck like we just got like seven paragraphs about like why our opinion and feelings on this is wrong um and we just kind of wanted to share that. Like, we just want people to hear that and be like, hey, like, maybe like kind of take a little bit, you know, a little more introspection into yourself and saying like, hmm, am I making this person uncomfortable? Am I kind of being a little too strong? You know, maybe seven paragraph replies are not the like answer. And that might be a little bit too much. Um, yeah, and I know we're not we're not perfect, but you know you're all just perfect because we're on the left. We're no, no we're not. <laughs> but like, just because we're on the left, we know like we're still, especially cis men are still capable of being sexist, whether we know it or not. Yeah, and I just yeah I want to tell like especially other cis dudes call this shit out because when we call it out. We just get more com- combative towards people. Like we get combative, yeah. other people get combative towards us. And when other like this dudes call it out, it's like, okay, cool, man. Yeah, and I, yeah. Just like call shit out if you see it. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. No, I think um, I can definitely co-sign the sentiment. And um, I think for myself also, uh, you know, I, I want to say anything I want and act any way I want and do whatever I want. Uh, but at the same time, if some if a woman is like, you're like being too much of a guy right now, like the wrong way. We all know that the macho shit is too much and we need less of that in the world. Uh, so I, I think that it is like you should also pay attention when somebody says something if someone tries to push against you and like you said seven seven paragraph things are an indication that maybe like you you care too much or that you've you fucked up and get and got yourself entangled into something that like isn't worth your time and isn't worth like going after somebody especially when it's you know targeting you know uh women and non-binary people in the and community. people that are just in the same spaces that yeah. want the same thing we're here yeah yeah that's how i i mean i'm we're i'm very much like i'm very much like of the mind that like first of all it's like if somebody says something bothered them i would rather just people just be like hi ah, you know, you can explain yourself. I don't think anybody's saying don't explain yourself, but like also it's exactly. like not a fight. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I don't feel like what? I don't feel like there has to be there's I don't feel like there has to be I I feel like you can have conversations where people say like, hey, you know, this makes me uncomfortable, and then I, that's it. That's like the conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't I for me, yeah. I mean I I I you know, I'm not on Facebook much at all anymore i don't see what goes on uh uh i try to go on like once a week onto facebook and look at it but it's it's a bummer place for me so i i just kind of i kind of stay away so I'll, I'll pop into the group and see what's going on and uh that's basically all i do over there uh <clears throat> but uh it does feel like like this is broadly across every place because people are kind of talking about how we have our conversations even on on twitter everywhere how you have conversations and it like people it's okay if people tell you that they didn't like what you just did like it doesn't mean you're a piece of shit yeah. it you doesn't know, mean some, you're an asshole it i mean it means you might have been an asshole and, and this isn't a place to openly act and do whatever you want like there are restrictions on some of this like in that like we don't put up with uh, a lot of the edgelord bullshit that other people do put up with. It's not to say that we're policing what people can and can't do, but uh, we're not going to disregard some woman's opinion uh, just because we feel that like, you know, certain opinions shouldn't be respected or for the sake of debate. I feel like for me in my life, I was raised in a very fighty household and there was a lot of like winning the argument and, you know, you grab yeah. onto the, you grab onto the rope and you get into this tug of war where it's like, I'm trying to say this and then someone replies with something that doesn't acknowledge that or doesn't or or they are acknowledging their own thing and you just have to sometimes let go of the rope like you just like the putting your hands up and saying you know all right no one deserves a seven paragraphs from me especially somebody that in like a mutual yeah. friends group maybe a conservative deserves seven paragraphs you know but certainly not somebody <laughs> in our group yeah and uh and in when you know this stuff is being brought up it is, you need to think about what you're doing. Like we're, this isn't an open place to just make jokes about killing babies and women without repercussions and shit, you know? And, and to be defensive about things like that is what's like ridiculous. 
and upsetting. Yeah, you can especially for a lot of women. Yeah, and especially a lot of people who are street fighters who are mom parents. Yeah, and and there's plenty of there are so many spaces to say insane, crazy stuff with uh you know that like that it's just not the avenue. Uh, you kind of have to read the room, you know, on what on like everybody that's there is sharing the space with you. It's not all about how you think things should be or what, in your opinion, the best way to do things are. It's how everybody together is behaving. It's how we all interact on that thing, you know. Yeah, and and I want to know, like, this isn't about tone policing and being like, oh, you're not allowed to say like this opinion and stuff. But it's also like you said, you have to read the room. And you have to be a little bit considerate sometimes. And yeah. I get like, especially a lot of people are just like so used to shit posting. And it's like, I get it. The world is fucked. You're gated as fuck and you're miserable and all this stuff. But like, we're all in this together. And, you know, when we see that as, as women and non-binary folks that we are saying, sharing similar opinions to cis men and they're not getting the same treatment that's where we're like this is some sexist bullshit yeah, here. yeah. and that's not okay and a lot of women and like non-binary pals like they're especially the way we grow up and are like socialized we're gonna be quiet about it we're very apologetic about things and we're very like oh like you know it's okay we're just gonna let it slide and like you, I grew up in an argumentative household too. And like, I feel like, and this is why I probably, you know, get into it with my father-in-law is I have the confidence of like an older straight white man. And I'm not afraid to speak my mind. Sure. Like that's just like peak level confidence right there. Yeah. And like, I'm just not going to like stand by and like have my people like hurting like that. I'm like, I'm going to say something on the show tonight, and I really appreciate you listening, and it means a lot. Thank you. Oh, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah, Thanks we appreciate for calling. It. Yeah. I mean, it can go across every place, too. It's like like you said, read the room. Like, there are places where you can be as mean as you want. Yeah. And yeah, find our a, group isn't a place to be mean. Yeah. But, I, listen. Find a place to go I'm a dude, be as mean as you want about I, Yeah, I'm a dude that likes, I mean... You know, I have a rougher sensibility, so I fucking go places where they have a rougher sensibility and hang out, you know? Yeah. So it's it's not, yeah, it doesn't even say anything bad about you it, or anything. It just is who also, you are and who, how you're raised. And if you're young and you find you find yourself being increasingly pissed at somebody and you notice it's a woman, like... Don't do the reply. Maybe just like think That's about think about like what made me so fucking incensed about this. Just delete the reply, put it on a Google Documents and delete it. You know? Because that's that's another thing too is I do like I like Blanca I've met in real life and she's a pistol for sure. And I like that. I like people that will just say this is what I fucking think. I don't care what anybody in this room has to say. Like that's a lot of what has come out of Street Fight, but at the same time you have to have consideration like, you know, when somebody is you're making somebody feel bad or when you're dogpiling people. It's about my, not making people feel my, my yeah. like all of my Being stuff is about not making people feel bad. And, I mean, and then we're not, we're not, ha we're not building a new fucking society on Facebook. So most of the time, if something bothers you, just go, eh, eh, I'm probably reading it wrong. And I'm guilty of this too. I have a lot of deleted comments. I feel like somebody has a graveyard of Brett Payne screenshots where I just wrote something crazy in the middle of the night and was like, you know what? I shouldn't have done that. And I delete it. 
Yeah. Yeah, Brett, you've become slightly famous about middle of the night posting. I didn't know that. People have been like, uh, anytime something weird happens online, they're like, Brett's going to eviscerate these people in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know what he does in the middle of the night. He he just, he takes an aggressive pill and goes for it. Yeah. But you know what? I get revved up. I like it. I like it. I don't care. You know? Yeah. It's all the, my, my Steve Jobs shit. I'm on that LSD. Oh my God. Everything on my body itches. You said earlier the worst. I'm just going to share this to everybody because I had to go through this misery. You said it felt like you just got a haircut. Under, that is un, the feeling. Under your shirt. Under my shirt, under uh, my pants, uh, everywhere on my body yeah. just feels like it has little hairs. The little hairs after yeah. you get your hair no. shaved. Nope. It's bad. Atrocious. It's bad. Fucking yeah. atrocious. It's like razor burn on my whole stomach. All my my sides, my legs, and my neck, and uh, my butt is itchy. That's what's what else this is new? Sucks, dude. This is stupid. You blow. ready to get the next call? It could blow, so at least it's not blowing as well. All right, you ready? Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who the fuck are we talking to tonight? Oh shit! I brought two people on the line. What? Let, uh, fight it out. What? Now there's two people my on butt's the line. Itchy. Yeah, hello. Hey, party line. Hello. Can you hey, put one on hold? Five, five seven four. I'm gonna mute you. I'm sorry, but you're up next. You just jumped sorry. in line. You, you're yeah. It's okay though. All right, they're muted. Okay, what's who's this? Who are we talking to tonight? Well, this is Brendan from Queens. What's up? Wait, the band. What's going on? Yeah, the band Queens. Queens, the band. Uh, I fucking the love their shit. Wait, did you I say can't. Queens or Tweens? <laughs> <laughs> Queens, New York. Ah, from Queens. I thought you said Tweens. I was like, oh. what? Oh, I thought you were doing a joke thing. Like, are you from the band Queen? No, Gwen, Katie wears a Tweens shirt. I, I thought so, too. Yeah, no, no. It's a the band like that my wife likes that she wears their shirt all the time. Uh, what's up? How's it going? Uh, no, I'm just calling in. Want to say hello. I want to also uh, second Blanco's uh, statements, 100% correct. No need to explain the world to everybody. You can all just like relax and let people have their opinions. Yeah, yeah. have a talkie. Hey, let's all just have a talkie. Hey, I did Google tweens because I, I saw that happening. And the people also ask line is, what age are tweens? Is 10 a tween? Is 8 a tween? Is 13 a teenager a tween? That's all the things people Is there a band called tweens? There is. Okay. They're going to get a huge bump from us. Uh, yeah, yeah. So what do you got going on tonight? I also called to, uh, called to talk a little bit about, I know you guys are talking about uh, the trapped battle and the, uh, the sales charts of the music business. Yeah. And I just wanted to call in to shed some light about uh, math and music. Sure. And just, you know, basically how, how they like to, uh, you know, make things up as a, as a, as an industry. How, how I mean, how does that, what, this, so are you telling me that trapped may have sold more than 600 albums or less? Oh no! They definitely sold six hundred albums. They probably they probably sold less than six hundred albums. You think so? That they. Oh yeah, I mean the history of like buying your own albums is still a very real thing in today's age. You know. Also, round number number one, 
and number oh, two perfect number yeah yeah and they're actually saying 1200 which i don't know if you know about Ooh. this if you know about this industry is that good i mean is that something to be proud of uh in today's day and age i guess so i mean almost like getting on the billboard 200 now oh my god really yes <laughs> yeah shit 1200 albums is almost you almost make it onto the billboard hot 200 if you sell 1200 albums now you can almost get on there uh, we could do that let's sell some uh, yeah, let's do a comedy album band. if we could divert the patreon money to pay for albums for a whole month we would get in the billboard I mean, we could no, probably just, get on the billboard charts. Yeah. How did you get on the billboard charts? I thought they took like, do you know? Out. I thought yeah, you can bump. Yeah, you can sell a, 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 a anything as an album almost today. You know, you can okay. make a T-shirt count as a download. So you know, you can really just make up what an album is. Yeah. So how? Wh- put what a QR is the, code on a T-shirt and sell it? Yeah. What is Didn't the math? Did Minaj go after Basically. Travis Scott over it? What? So what? How does the math work? So, at least on streaming, it's like it used to be a few years ago when streaming kind of took off. They changed it to like uh, 1,250 streams equaled one album. So That's nuts. One song to stream that much for one album sale. And like, I don't know anyone who's listened to an album 1,250 times. Oh, you do, actually. You're talking to somebody that's listened to the first (laughs) Corn album. I I bet you I've listened. That is a wild thing, though. I'll agree with you on that. Like, to get somebody, to get 1,250 playthroughs of an album to equal one album sale is because back then, you know, you would buy an album and it would suck sometimes and you would just chalk it up as a loss and have to, you know, sell it for $3 or fucking it just sat in your case and never got played. You know, I mean, 1250 (laughs) seems like a a, a 1250 plays seems like, like sort of an insurmountable number for, a small band for one album. You see what I'm saying, Brad? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I mean, I haven't done enough plays for like Metallica or Megadeth to get them credit for one album. And I feel like I've been listening to them constantly for six months. Yeah. Typo negative. I, can you look up how many times you've listened on Spotify? I don't know if they track that. Cause I, I can check and see uh, how many times I've listened to October rust. Yeah. I, uh, I'll, They'll tell you if you have a link to like Last FM, maybe. Uh, so, I don't have that. I wish I did. Yeah, I'm a, uh, I'm a Last so FM let me guy. Tell you how many? Oh yeah, you can probably see in there. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, basically, somebody has uh, basically in order to get. So when they say 600 albums, when when Trap says they sold 600 albums, and then we talked about another band that sold a lot more, Corn. Yeah, corn sold a lot more. But like, so we're really looking at because first week sales would have to judge that's millions of trap fans. Yeah. Millions of trap fans right there. That's true. I mean, they did get a lot of listens (laughs) then for 600 albums. Or or, or, or a couple of like computers just 
uh, replaying the album over and over again for <laughs> for a few thousand hours. Yeah, yeah or maybe they do like that five hundred. Yeah, oh yeah, that's real popular. You, all the rappers accuse every other rapper of doing it, which means they're guilty of it, of course. Yeah, if, if you know about uh, it, you're doing it. Yeah, that's definitely rampant. That is a a real thing that happens to the point of like even uh, purchasing iTunes gift cards and just rebuying stuff, you know? That's interesting. Just to get numbers. I can't see what he's showing me, but uh, I'll, I'll go over and look. No, you're fine. But but are you in a band? Or do you work in the industry? Uh, I play in a band. I do a little bit of both. Yeah. So I, I, I know kind of both sides of the story of the, the artistry and then the the industry side, which is, it's, it's really funny being in the industry. You, you think everyone's like, Oh, I used to play guitar or I grew up in this band or all this stuff. And that's a very small percentage of the people. So it's like, uh, mostly business people. It's a very interesting take on like how art is even, you know, handled marketers is mostly marketers. Yeah. I, I knew somebody that did like artist management stuff that couldn't play a fucking tune. Couldn't even hum you a tune. I mean, do they like me? They obviously they like love music, music to yeah. be in the industry. Right. You know? I guess it's not necessary, they love music, but they, it's surprising. They love party. You know? yeah, yeah. That's most likely what it is, is. So that's the, the, I mean, it sounds like a sweet job. Really? I always want, you know what I wanted to be? Do they still have these guys? An A&R guy. You need a ponytail. There was a period of my oh, life. Yeah, there was course. a period of my life where I was like, I want to be, you know what I want to be when I grow up? I told my dad and he said, you can't do that. Uh, I said, I wanted to be an A&R guy. When and I read, was like, ah, oh, nobody gets those jobs. That heavy metal book I read, they talked about all the ponytail guys at the end of the eighties that were just trying to pick bands off of fucking the street out there and, and make them into something. Yeah. And I'm like, could I grow up? Maybe I could do a ponytail thing. Well, I'm reading American <laughs> Hardcore. It's the only way around. I'm I I'm re- I just watched a documentary about doom metal this weekend and stoner metal, and it was about sleep. The band. Oh, Matt Pike. Yeah, yeah. Matt Pike yeah. is the legend. So in this interview, they talk about how they got signed to London Records, which was apparently a big label, right? Yeah. And when they got signed, yeah. they were like, "We're making a sixty-minute song." And they were like, yeah, cool, man, yeah. And then they made the 60-minute song, and the label was like, what are we supposed to do with this 60-minute song? And then held it for three (laughs) years until they until they were able to get their hands on it and release it. It's like record labels are fucking I because I've been reading a lot of music books, scene books, basically. Yeah. I just I've done our band yeah. could be your life, please kill me, uh louder than hell, and now I'm reading nice. American Hardcore. American Hardcore. Oh, American Hardcore. That's that's the greatest. The hard the hardcore scene was to me the best. To to your point of punk is was not a working man's music. I, American hardcore will teach you otherwise. Yeah. Did did yeah. you uh, uh, the American hardcore? I'm gonna say this, and people are gonna get super mad at me. It sounds like a terrible scene. It just like the hardcore scene did not seem fun at all to me. Because and and like it is <laughs> it is neat though that they did like this is the way I read into it, you know, so maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like they were like, we're not going to do any of this fucking rock and roll shit, but it got to the point <laughs> where they weren't having fun, where it was just like, we're not even going to like do the fun stuff that you get to do as a rock and roll person. <laughs> you know? 
you're you're kind of right. It was they were so counter that they're like, no, we're not. Especially when you talk about like Ian McKay and all of them, it's like, no, we're not even going to like have fun. <laughs> like, yeah, we're gonna just be very serious, and no one's gonna make any money on this. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's another <laughs> thing yeah, though. Ian- now, now you. Yeah. Didn't Ian McKay come from like a, a academic? Like his family had some money, I think. I believe. Well, yeah, he came. He came from the D.C. area, and that's you know his writing is that way. But if you look into the the New York hardcore scene, I think oh, those like, people, you'll find yeah, that those the working class. Yes. Yeah. Cro- types, Cro- that, Cro-Mags. That's all it is. Were a different animal. Yeah. yeah. Cro-Mags Cro-Mags. were very working class. Carnivore was super. <laughs> yeah. Ro- wor- yeah. I just heard a really fun. I just listened to a really fun interview with this guy that was talking about like, you know, uh, I didn't like new metal, but back in 1993, I went to see sick of it all and corn was opening for him. And they said <laughs> it like, everybody in the audience was like what the fuck is this they opened like, for sick of it all they open for sick of it all <laughs> that sounds <That's> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> fucking crazy there was nobody else yeah there was like at the time who would they tour with so they would tour with bands they because the first time we saw them they were opening for megadeth and people were like and you know obviously people got mad yeah yeah because they didn't look like There's- rock and roll guys on stage and that's the other thing about the hardcore scene is like I love the thing yeah. I love is that like they did not dress like rock and roll stars yeah. at all. They were just like it looks like I, I remember there was one of my friends was like I was listening to some music and they're like this just looks like like guys just got up off the off the couch and started playing instruments and I was like yeah that's what I like yeah that's like cool. I want people that look like I can do it I don't <laughs> want it to be like a million dollar contracts and glitz and glamour and sequins and shit. I, it has to be attainable for me. You know? Yeah. Right. And, and reading about the hardcore scene yeah. is really weird for me because I was like in my, t- I was in the time to be in that audience. No. Yeah. 92, 93, 94, 95. Okay. You know, I was listening to corn. Sure. Maybe not. No, I wasn't in the like yeah. 86 and yeah. stuff. What? Yeah, I missed it. I grunge was what I missed that was happening, and I was like, and, yeah, and sucks. didn't even hear it, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah I'm enjoying yeah. American Hardcore. The author is a little bit of a showboat. Uh, in he really yeah. likes to say like he was. This at- is what happened. There were about 35 people there, and you weren't there. And anybody that says they were there is lying. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's once all the praise came years later. They're like, I got it. I got to think I'm important now, you know, I, no one listened to me before. Yeah. yeah I find now, you know, I find those people interesting though. Uh, Cause there's a documentary about thrash metal called murder in the front row. And it's made by fans that were just heavy parts of the scene. And I, I do think those people are super important. Yeah. Like I think the, the people mm-hmm. that were part of the scene that weren't in bands, the ones that would, that dutifully yeah. showed up every 100%. single week to see you and support mm-hmm. you. Like they are responsible for it. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's not a matter of like one band of like, it's not like a matter of Metallica showing up and they changed the world. It was, there was a steady stream of people that were all doing that stuff for Metallica to break. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Oh yeah. The community. Yeah. It's all about the community. That, that was all about that. So where, what are you into now? now? What are you into now? Music wise? What, what's your bands? <laughs> Oh, you! Uh, I think you you should check out this band Dead D E H D. 
D-E-H? Put a release out. Okay, I will. Yeah, Dad D-E-H-D. What do they do? Give them a, give them a whirl. All right. Uh, they're like a, a rock band. Okay. I like most, I mean, my, fa- my favorite bands are Death and Megadeth, and I have really, tonight actually. Megadeth. Tonight, so. I know, but tonight. They're not that heavy, but they're more, uh, but, but they're aggressive, but not as heavy. But okay. tonight for the music, we have Undeath. So I'm I'm actually excited Ooh. to know about a new type of death. I love dead stuff. Oh, I love greatest. songs about being dead and how, maybe wanting to be dead and you know how fun it's going to be when you're dead. <laughs> yeah, making you know feeling like riding a motorcycle in hell. How scary is it to be dead? You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. I'll check this band We're out. They pandemic. look cool. It is the season. Yeah, I've listened to Ten Thousand Ways to Die. You are in a business. Before today. we let you go, you are. You did say you are around the business and stuff. Can we ask you a really important question? Is metal back? Is metal back? Is that what they're talking about there in the business? The metal is definitely coming back. I hundred percent see heavier music in general coming back. Not yes. stoner metal or doom metal. Regular metal. <laughs> The good stuff. Doom metal. I mean, the, what do you what do you what do you call regular metal? Well, I'm just, just saying, like guitars. Yeah, dude, me, doom metal and stuff is basically not what slow, I'm saying is metal, not. respectful. Like people respect doom metal. It's always been respected since it's yeah. come out. Sleep and those bands—they've always been respected through this whole time. I'm talking about like you know the the rising like new metal and the thrash and and like new forms of metal. Like you know uh, uh, there are yeah. bands that do like like fusions of three or four different kinds of metal and and like it feels like it's just out there more than it has been in like a decade. A hundred percent. Yeah. There's a lot of prog metal going on and there's a lot of like experimental musicianship in general across like the, the space of rock music. It's awesome. It's, it's really, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah it's cool. Yeah. You know, it seems music like it's democratized. Anyone can make it, you know? Yeah. And so it seems good. like the kids are just like, like yeah. my daughter is, by the way, this is the coolest thing in the world to me. My daughter is a cool kid. Yesterday, she asked me if I knew a band. She's really into this band. She's like, you ever heard of this band? The Smiths? <laughs> and I'm like, kid, uh, uh, you know, all the coolest people in the world like the Smiths when they were your age. So yeah. <laughs> you're on the right fucking track. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> Can you imagine her listening to the Smiths? Yeah, I did when I was her age. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. If you'd have played that for... Oh, I don't even want to think of what I would have called the Smiths. Yeah, I like I liked them. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for calling that, in. That band, uh, Snake River Conspiracy, yeah. covered one of their songs. I think that's how I learned about them, to be ah. honest. Well, thanks for calling in, buddy. It's, it's good to talk to you. It was fun. We got to get these calls in, Brett. We got calls. Yeah, and to address what he said, uh, we did have the uh, we got somebody on mute. You're you're in the queue. We'll get you right quick. Uh, but we talked about this on the metal show, and I don't think it was addressed on like the free regular show. Uh, but we have a the the metal premium audio is happening on Patreon. But in the call in show, the patio show we did a couple weeks back, we talked about like punk and metal, and it was like a big confusion. And I think that to say was like a lot of the punk heroes are treated as like artistic people that get praised by 
you know, people that go to college and stuff where, you know, like Matt Pike is not a well-known person. Matt Pike is not fucking Lou Reed and he should be, you know, and like Chuck Schuldiner should be somebody that people know, but they know Jim Carroll or Patty Smith or fucking. They should know them too. Patty Smith and Jim Carroll kick ass. Sure. But like those people get treated like it seems more genius. Yeah, they get treated like the New York Times will write about them. They're like they get representation, whereas metal gets treated as just hillbilly, pillbilly fucking shit. Yeah. It gets treated like, you know, white trash shit. Yeah, for sure. She is listening to Louder Than Bombs. The okay. Smiths. It's a comp. Good so, one. All right. Let's Very uh, proud of my daughter for liking The Smiths. Yeah. You, did you break it down how Hall? Did nothing. Oh, yeah. She'll find I'm out. I'm not going to tell her about Morrissey. You shouldn't. I agree. I mean, she should have the same untouched thing. She can do her research and yeah. find out. I mean, I was surprised she found them without any, without me. Like, Taste TikTok or kids dancing? No TikTok. She didn't got it off of TikTok either. I think it just came up in one of her, because she, she's a sad music kid. She loves sad shit. And uh, it probably just came up on one of the playlists she listens to. And she was like, I really like this Morrissey. Yeah. So... All right, let's uh, get this muted caller. Thank you for waiting so patiently. You're the best. How's it going tonight? Oh, great, guys. I just have a PSA, and but I got to go because I'm at work. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Shit. We owe you. Don't be... This is it. It's just one, it's one sentence. Don't be a dick. That's it. All right. Yeah. All right, I got to go. Don't All be right. that. Bye. Right, Thank you. Bye. We'll move you to the front of the line if you call back. I got your number here. I'm going to put it on my list here. I also tried to turn her on to Joy Division. I think Joy Division's a good cure. Smith the and cure. the Cure go hand in hand. Really? Yes. I love Joy Division though. So if she started listening to Joy Division, I could rock Joy Division. I think that That's sad bastard music. Right. Joy Division and that movie is so good. Yeah, but the music is like I don't know. The music on that is not comparable. I it's don't not think. the same. It's they both sound the same to me. It doesn't sound. It doesn't invoke the same thing to me. I guess. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just saying. I thought she might like Joy Division, but she does like guitars. So maybe she's like she wants a. Uh, so she, we're selling her acoustic guitar. And she's, she, gonna, she's going electric. She wants to go electric. She really wants. So if you're a listener and you have like a fence, she wants a Fender Stratocaster. Of course. Bullshit! Don't give her that. I'm not gonna buy her one. <laughs> But uh, she wants an electric she wants guitar. The best guitar. No, you got to learn on something cheap. Nah, most people learn on a Fender Strat. Yeah, I that's the, the first time. No way. She got you the best camera the first time. Yeah, that was dumb. You. The thing about it is that you can't. The, without working for it, you have no appreciation for it. Yeah. Like unless you did a podcast on a headphone mic. You're not going to appreciate it when you have like a sure in front of you. Yeah. I, I just mean, wanted you, to you never know if you actually have the drive to do it because people will play guitars on plastic string guitars and become virtuosos. They don't need the guitar doesn't make the, the player. Well, I don't think she wants to be a virtuoso either. You know, I mean, you know, we're going to look into getting her electric guitar just because she wants one. I don't know what kind she's going to get, but if somebody has like a decent one sitting around and wants to sell it, I'd probably buy it off of you. Wish.com has them. I'm not buying a wish.com guitar for my kid. I want to get her something decent because like I started on something decent and then actually I gave my guitar to somebody who's in a band. So it worked out. 
that do has not, opened. Do not spend any money. Just get the one ninety nine special at Walmart. There and, isn't no. You don't buy a Walmart guitar. Yes, because people that are passionate about music do are not concerned with the name on it. You I guess have to, you have to sift her out real quick. You're kind of right on that. I maybe we'll get her like a Les Paul. The you people know? I know that played guitar had a, nothing. Had pieces of shit. Yeah, it looks like you can get like you buy yourself the guitar of your dreams. You don't get your parents to buy yeah, it for it. Yeah, and it looks like you can get like Les Pauls for like one fifty. There you go. That sounds great. I had a nice Epiphone. Okay, I had an Epiphone from Service Merchandise. It was a blowout deal. It was under one hundred dollars. My parents said that they would get me lessons. They never did, and then I sold it for probably eighty dollars of. Uh, Three years later, I should when I was just on my own. Tell her I'm not going to spend any money. I'm not going to. I'm not going to buy an expensive guitar unless it's a seven string Ibanez. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if, if you're going to pull out some chunky metal riffs, I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah. Let's get this next call in here. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? What's good? It's your boy Kush Ruffles. It's hot as fuck up here. Yeah. It's that time of the Imagine year. it being that hot and having a rash. My garden, my, my lawn is fried to a crisp because I don't water it and I don't put any chemicals on it for all of you fuckers out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, quick thing to answer the question Why does you like you? Uh, I mean this in the nicest way. Was it Brett who said this? Who asked that question? Said that was what? me, as Brian. Um, why? Why won't people? Yeah, why won't my neighbors like me? Uh oh. Okay, Brian. I, I have explained it. I, it may sound like I'm bragging bragging you, but trust me, it may have something to do with the fact that you look like the bases from Alien Ant Farm. But that's just my guess. No, people would like me if I looked like the bases from Alien Ant. People think I'm in a band all the time. Honestly, it's one of their ends is they're like, are you in a band or something? I'm like, no, nah, I'm not that cool. That's true. Yeah, but, but Alien Ant Farm was one of those. Yeah, Alien Ant Farm was one of those weird uh, bands during the new metal era that were had a weird combination of being actually good. Mm-hmm. Well, they were three things. They were actually Okay, I like the lead singer's singing voice. (laughs) I will give you... Can we at least agree that their lead singer, uh, Derek, had a good singing voice? Can we at least agree on that? I liked it. I I liked it. Yeah, I wish he would scream more, you know? Yeah, but that, they were actually had some... They could have been better. Uh, They also were weirdly under the whole, like, moral panic of new metal, if anyone remembers that. Or is that just me who remembers when parents were freaking out about all those bands? Um, no, my parents yes, just no. hated them. I th- my dad just thought they sucked. Oh, he, for- he didn't like. Oh, I forgot. I was raised. I was raised uh, Baptist in Michigan. We people around there freak out about fucking everything. That's but, I, uh, I never put, the third part. I never put Alien Ant Farm into new metal though. They, they were punk to me because me neither. I just said one of the bands that were tangentially of that era. It's more, and but they also had a third thing, which obviously. Which was obvious, were a, sort of a one hit wonder, and we all know what song that was for, which wasn't even their own. Well, movies was, song. I think movies charted. <laughs> yeah, but that's not what anybody okay. knows. People know movies. That's not what everyone knows. And, and also, last thing about them, can everyone stop saying it's cultural appropriation for them to have covered the 
If you watch the video, it's nothing but them stuffing as many Michael Jackson uh, references in as humanly fucking possible. Yeah, it rocks. Like, and they were dead, and they were dedicated. Like, they put in like light up sidewalks while they were walking. Like, it's like okay, clearly you watched all the eighty stuff and said, "How much of this can we fit into one fucking video for from videos that aren't." this song but fuck it it worked but um alien amp farms anyway let's, I, let, let, I, I want to say this alien amp farms chart history is movies debuted at number or peaked at number 18 in on the charts smooth criminal peaked at number one yeah and these days peaked at number 29 i don't even know what these days is no fucking idea not even I my favorite know. song my, my favorite song for them, I think, I don't even think it was a B-side. It was just a random song I heard on, um, what, I can't remember what album, but someone will probably know. It's uh, Stranded. I love that song by them. Um, so that's I, just me. Anyway. When I was I going to Warped hmm? Tour back in the day, they got forced onto the bill a couple times, and people totally hated it. Like, there was people that were seeing, like, The Vandals and Rancid and uh subhumans and stuff and then it was like alan ant farm came up to do a michael jackson fucking thing and they just ripped them apart well of course they well of course they hated them at the warp tour they were probably one of the few bands at warp tour whose girlfriends were old enough to old enough to time yeah but it was also i don't know they so, uh the thing like uh i guess it's just that uh also, I heard they were like colossal dicks. Like they thought Alien Ant Farm. Yeah, everybody. The report it. from backstage was that they thought that stupid fucking cover song was which enough again, to inflate which their goes ego. Again, which goes, which goes again back to why I said they probably think you're a dick because you look like the bassist who, by report that I've okay. heard, was probably was worse than the lead singer, but. Bravo! For the you proved place. your point. You proved your point, Coach. Oh God, can you imagine being the bass player for Alien Ant <laughs> Farm and thinking you're a big deal? <laughs> <laughs> point. I uh, want to get to the main point. Uh, first and foremost, let's get some F's in the chat. R.I.P. Michael Brooks and Grant E. Mahara. Yes, he died too. Oh yeah, yeah. I, we didn't. We I, I wasn't super familiar with Michael Brooks, but uh, yeah, it seems like he was very loved. He did stuff that a lot of people really liked and uh, uh, seemed like a good guy from everything I've heard about him. So rest in power, my dude. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, he was really good. He, he's actually part of the reason I wound up found, finding all the weird leftist podcasts I got, I got to. Like, that's why I ended up finding like champagne sharks and whatnot, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, he's, he's pretty, he's, he was a great guy. Like, you know, like he was like how like, he was like, if I had to use music scene terms, he was like a producer that you didn't really hear about, but all the bands that clearly work with him and had their best albums made by them, when they hear he dies, uh, they were like, fuck. He's, he's for you real. You know what I'm talking about? Like he's for real, you're saying. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Let's say, like, if Pharrell dies, which probably won't happen for a while, because I'm convinced that motherfucker has a Lazarus oh, He's going forever. That's just my theory. He has a Lazarus fit that he shares with Lorenz Tate and Rachel True from The Craft. Yep. I'm serious. Go look at what Rachel True looks like from 1992 versus now. No fucking difference. I rest my case. But, um, yeah, uh, main thing, 
about the whole car thing you said, yeah, I feel you on, you know, old cars. My grandma before she died was told everybody to leave me her old Lincoln Continental Mark IV. I wanted that car so fucking bad, but the yeah. dumbass kids destroyed it. I fucking love that thing. I actually had one of my friends, thank God no one will be able to find it. One of my friends was like a, was like a SoundCloud rapper for a little bit when the early years before it got big. Yeah. And he asked me to let my grandma use the car for that. <laughs> I mean, it's a legendary fucking vehicle. Uh, you said it got torn apart, though? Like, I would still take it to yeah, try to do... That's one of those things... I feel like no, it, no, it, you don't understand. They destroyed the car to where we could, we had to actually call it to get like picked up. Like it uh, wasn't just the wheels were fucked okay, up. Okay, okay. They did. They destroyed the engine block somehow. Yeah, that's how motherfuckers drive a car. Did. That's a, I. I do that too. Brian does that with his vehicle. I'm hard. People always like you're hard on your car. I'm like, what? Do I hit the gas pedal too much? You do. Hard? You're hard on everything. No, no, no. You, you blow everything out. You have, everything is blown you out. You have to understand touch. how bad this is. No, you guys got to understand how bad it was. When the mechanic came there to go get it picked up, he said, we're glad you didn't turn it on because with the something, some sort of damage with it was apparently that if we had turned it on, we probably would have turned the car into a very big IED. Yeah, not good. <laughs> apparently. Yeah, so um, I actually have something I wanted to read to you guys uh, real quick quick involving the whole COVID thing with, you know, the whole stimulus and everything going on. This was just fucking just, oh my God, this state is a fucking nightmare. Like, I, want, I just want to tell people, this is why I say Michigan is way more dysfunctional than Ohio ever will be. Thank this you. shit right here. We need more truth. We need more truthers the, like you to spread the word about the greatness of Ohio. Yeah. Det- uh, from the Detroit News, Feds, Michigan unemployment contractor, part of two billion fraud scheme in Lansing. A contract employee of Michigan's unemployment insurance agent uh, agency has been charged after allegedly taking part in a multi-million dollar fraud scheme during the COVID nineteen panic. U.S. Attorney Matthew Schneider says. Amid record jobless filings in Michigan, Brandy Hawkins, 39 of Detroit, allegedly used her insider access at the agency to. Fraudly, fraudulently released payment on hundreds of fraudulent claims, according, according to an announcement from the U.S. Department of Justice. She then used the proceeds of her crime to purchase high-end handbags and luxury goods, the announcement added. Hawkins' actions resulted in the fraudulent disbursement of more than $2, two million in federal and state funds intended for unemployment assistance during the pandemic, the release said. Randy Hawkins is charged with exploiting the current pandemic to defraud the state of Michigan and the United States for her own personal gain, Schneider said in a news release. These are serious allegations, and my office is committed to prosecuting any person who attempts to use the COVID-19 crisis of fraud the people of Michigan. Now, I want to stop right there. Isn't it funny that they're willing to do all this shit just to find money? But right now in Portland, people are getting their shit kicked in by the cops, and nobody's doing a guy that thing. Isn't that a hilarious people they will they can track down two million dollars worth of unemployment money but no one is able to explain who the fuck is what agency is sending these like you know fucking pinkerton detective agency ass motherfuckers out to portland to beat up peaceful protesters yeah isn't that just grand yeah Uh, it's i mean you know it's 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 always been like this but it just keeps like ratcheting up like the the 
tension is just getting higher and higher every day, it feels like. Yes, yes, yes. But I want to say thank you, guys. The reason I hadn't called in the last week is I have to be honest. Uh, please check in on your friends during this time for mental health reasons, because literally the reason I didn't call in is because I was very suicidal. I, I oh. wish I were joking. I wish this was a joke. But literally the only thing that kept me clinging to any sanity was a lot of weed and you guys' show. Oh, well, thank you. I hope you're feeling better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We wish you the best. Yeah. I, I, I just followed you on Twitter, so you're you're welcome to DM me. You know. Yeah. I want to thank you guys for that. You. Yeah. The, uh, I want to leave you guys with a uh, last joke and one big statement to somebody to some a certain somebody on Twitter. <clears throat> uh, the joke goes like this: What did the veterinarian say to her mom? She tried to set her up on a blind date with a cop. Mom, I'm an animal lover. That doesn't mean I'll marry a pig. Perfect. Oh. Hey, you know. New Laffy Taffy. <laughs> that should be on the new Laffy Taffy. Yeah, that that would be great. If they That's going to be Antifa like, Laffy Taffy. Yeah, let's make some Antifa Laffy Taffy and put Kush Waffles uh, uh, <laughs> shit, jokes in shit, the I'll package. Be, shit, just give me a writing job at Memes TV and I'll be, I can deal with that. I don't want to do Laffy Taffy. We are making, we are <laughs> making Laffy so Taffy over you're, there. You're, yeah. <laughs> like I just like somebody at Mead TV get me a writing job. I'll write for some shit over there. Like like I can make things hilarious. Like just saying. But uh final statement I want to say before I cut out for the night. <clears throat> David Silverstone, Custody Ian Brock us, asshole. Thank you. Got him. <laughs> Who's David? I don't know what we just that's Kush Waffles, everybody. Kush Waffles, everybody. He's Please back. enjoy. He's, he's back. back. He's Kush Waffles. I, I'm glad he's doing better. I, I, you know, I hope he... I did wonder where he'd been. Yeah. Actually, to tell you the truth. Like, I was like, mm, I haven't heard from Kush Waffles in a while. Yeah. I, was I just thought he was just another person that just floated out away. of the life. Yeah. No, but he's back in a big way. Thank you I for calling him Kush Waffles. I can't for people find... that don't know, Kush Waffles is legendary. I wish I could find any alien ant farm stories about them being assholes, but there's you none. can't find any. I'm not seeing. Any. I made I, that what up. Search terms. What search terms are you supposed to? Would you search for? <laughs> you know, I can't figure out. Uh, uh, let's take one more call. Maybe uh, maybe I was wrong. Not so smooth criminals. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, uh, yeah. All right, we got to do the show. Let's do one more call. Really? And take a break. Yeah, I think. How many we got? Put your. Don't say it out loud. Just give me that. Yeah, let's do one more and then go to break. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Yo, this is Ian in Philly. Howdy. What's up, Ian? How's it going in Philly? Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah, just, uh, I don't know. I got a hypothetical. I've been mulling this over little grift if uh you know anyone's uh so inclined takes a little startup money but i've been thinking about a uh specifically like a culturally conservative like fast food place okay yeah. you want to yeah. open one well chick-fil-a is... uh not me i mean if someone does it is yeah i mean i feel like chick-fil-a they sold barbecue. out they kind of soft pedal it they did you know they're like a little kind of like on the positive side but like, I'm talking, like, one that's, like, more, like, kind of aggro. Like, if you have, like, a 
really angry mascot, you know, like a lot of like a like some you know, like AOC mascots are like smiling, friendly, you know, like an anti AOC dish, like a mission you know barbecue, I mean? but in the fast food realm and just going in heavy, yeah. not like mission barbecue. Yeah, he's talking like, you know, you got you do the memes. The okay. mean shit you read on Safe Space a, and Buttercup Ranch. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? It's I, pretty much like, yeah, it's like if you put like, a, you know, and you put like a negative filter over a picture and it's all like weird and like sinister, yeah. you know, like, yeah, is that if you took like a regular restaurant and then just made everything like just sinister. ramped up about being like unwelcoming and like. Uh, just about pissing off people who like don't like it, you know. Yeah, it'll just it'll just like, be like two dollars for a, pleasant to go to. Two dollars for a scoop of ground beef in your hand to piss off fucking vegans. Yep, yep, yeah. You <laughs> yeah. you'd be a billionaire because those people all they eat bacon first of all bacon bombs. Yeah, they would just or they could just build like a bacon yeah. house where they like do lattice work and kind of just braid it all together to make four sides of like a gingerbread house, but it's all made of fucking bacon. Oh God, they go nuts for it, dude. <laughs> yeah. You're right though. You are dude, right. Then you don't eat it. You just throw it away. Like a filthy, like a fucking, that's the sloppy dirty dicks, but conservative. You, so you're talking like, uh, like salt, salty, salty attitudes, bad food, and we don't give a shit. See, I sort of see it another way though. Yeah. Right. Like I, my vision is a place that is basically has the layout and the vibe of a McDonald's, right? But the employees yeah. have to be super nice to you, always smile. They never say no problem. They uh, always say you're welcome. Yep. And and the, oh, the food is named after, you know, you'll have your freedom fries. You'll have your your like Chuck Schumer oh. chicken shit burger. You know what I <laughs> yep. mean? And like, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. I like. Okay, I see what. Yeah, you're, but you're saying more respectable. I imagine like some just real down and dirty place where yeah, you where, go to where they're cursing but, at you and stuff like. But you're that. right. The ideal fast food restaurant. <laughs> Where for the employees them. shut up and take orders and the customer's always right. Yes, yes. And and like the manager will always come up there. The like you that you never like all the employees are a manager. So yeah. that every person you're talking to is the manager. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like the the tagline could be like, I'd like to see your manager. Yes. So like every single time you go and order and at the yeah. end, you'd be like, yep, that sounds about right. And I'd like to see your manager. And the manager would turn around and like give you a, a pistol gun. Yeah. Like a, a finger yeah. well, gun. Like a real gun. He'll yeah. hold a real He'll gun. He'll hold a real gun at yeah. you. Yeah. Everybody's like, got to be That's the manager carrying, right there. You know? CC, yeah. Concealed yeah, carry can, for everyone. Well, no, open carry. You want open, open carry. Open, you want somebody filling your drink with an AR-15. 15 like on their back hanging like, from them just working you know oh god we should oh, yeah. do a pop-up and just make a couple take, mil real quick yeah then, we could divert that money in a very meaningful way yeah dude you could yeah. they would travel to go to a place like that you know what we i mean hire people with covid to work at the place so yeah. that they can infect all the all the people that go there and eat and no masks <laughs> yeah. except no, yeah, be like do- one of those. You gotta like set it like one of those places like along like just a long like desolate highway where there's nothing in like fifty miles in either direction. So it becomes like a big like destination. It's cheap. It's yeah. like a cheap real estate. You get like cheap real estate, and then you just like so you pay. It- you pay 
for travel and just a little bit of cash to get like a a, a, a Chad Prather or like a uh uh one of those guys to come out there and record their podcast from there. Yeah. Once, right? On the pop-up. Oh, yeah. But the grand opening, you get a famous conservative person to do something there, like they yeah. attempted with Parlor. And then you just keep it open for a month. And I, people will drive their the bikers for trump will drive their stupid motorcycles there and like yeah you could have signs that say like if you don't like your steak well done well i guess you're done here yeah 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 <laughs> well you can also <laughs> rare they they, they also a uh, lot of them will be that's like young guys though yeah i'll buy bite the side of a cow so either they, so that one will say we either serve our all of our meat is either served raw or well done yeah <laughs> There's no pussyfooting around here. No, none, none, none. It's you and 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 French fries or freedom fries and uh, what drinks? Like, are they at war with milk, any of the company? Milk, Bud Light. Uh, That's true. Milk, like, just like a lot of soda. When like there's like a soda tax or like a ban on something. Knee like, high grape or something. You know, just anything that they think they're not like allowed to drink. Like they're like. You know, liberal, they're trying to ban or something. Yeah, Coke. Yeah. It's Coke because Pepsi is the lib company. I'm sure Coke is the lib company. Oh, Every yeah. company's a lib company now. But like, Most, uh, yeah. also, you know, you take a little bit from Mission Barbecue where you play the national anthem every Once hour. An hour. Yeah. And like, uh, the employees oh, yeah. say the Pledge of Allegiance instead of, you know, have a nice day. You know, what <laughs> like saying? as you're leaving, they yeah. just start saying it. Yeah. Well, okay. Like at Arby's, right? If you ever go in an Arby's, if you go indoors, as you walk out, there's a bell, and it yes. says "Ring this bell if you've had good service," and then everybody has to say thank you. Got it. Like maybe just uh, ring this a- bell if you want to hear the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah, if you're proud of this country. <laughs> yeah, be like in um like a Cold Stone. You know, and like whenever you tip, they have to sing like a song or something, and be like. Uh, you just have like a repertoire of like patriotic songs. Yeah, proud like, to be American. Like, different levels of like this or something. Yeah, yeah, perfect. yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, proud to be American. You, you got a brilliant entrepreneurial yeah, mind like, on you. Let's do this. I'll invest. I'll come yeah, out. We'll do the opening. I feel like the main overhead would be like disposables because like one of the main things would have to be that like you just give out like way too many like plastic straws for like, napkins. Plastic, you just fucking like, like plates or utensils and stuff. Each comp each customer just gets a fucking stack of napkins. Cause yeah. Back in my most <laughs> extra straws. <laughs> yeah. Back in my days where I was like more conservative minded, more reactionary, I'd go to the store and like I'd be like, whomp, yeah. like just, you know, a whole <laughs> yeah. you're like pulling them out of the dispenser one yeah. at a time and your just hand just keeps going. I got my own ketchup at home, but I still take so much ketchup as I'm leaving. Like Taco Bell hot sauce, just buy the fucking not LD in the chat. Small drink, sixty four ounces. Yes, yes, they do got to be big. Yeah, everything's yeah, got to be big. Yeah, yeah, because they love those buckets. Yeah, you got to have a handle on most of that stuff. Yeah, they love that shit. I That's love a this great idea. idea. I think it works. Uh, no one is doing it. You know, uh, Chick Fil A tried to to walk it back. They were like, "We got rid of that hateful guy." The board is oh, like they, LGBT they gave, friendly and shit. They gave to an LGBT yeah. uh, uh, charity. That's, oh yeah, as soon as you like 
Yeah, it's like a game of chicken where, like, as soon as, like, they kind of walk it back, like, any bit, like, the customer base is just, like, it's almost like a, uh, like, a form of bees in search of, like, a new hive, you know, where they have to find it more, <laughs> yeah. like, surely, like, playful uh, restaurant to go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this idea. I think we got something. I here. think there is, this something is lightning here. in a bottle. Yeah. God, if me and Brett were making like, I mean, like the beauty is like, I mean, uh, you know, one of the best parts is that like it really doesn't matter at all what the food is like because it's more like going there is like a performance against someone. So yeah, like, it political really matter if they yeah, have like you good can, food or not. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just about pissing other people off. So like, yeah, I'll just have, like shit food. It wouldn't matter. I'll record a promo video where I'll be like. I'm the CEO of Gunshot Coffee, and I wouldn't have it served anywhere else but here, you know, at this restaurant. And I'll talk about how proud I am of the coffee and how Americans die for freedom, Blue Lives Matter, and I could do a whole fucking media package for you and yeah. just get people in there. Yeah. I'm looking it up. I, yeah. Goya. You can have a Goya to drink. They'll just pop a can of Goya to drink. Yeah. Just the beans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'd love that. Uh, I'm looking up. Uh, yeah, I mean, the place will also become like a museum of like old grudges, too, because the Goya <laughs> thing is going to be like yeah. two or three weeks. No one's going to really remember, but they have to like, it's almost like once it's in there, you have to like quietly phase it out or else just like keep it in like 2025 and like people will still be like, why is Goya? Like, it, I mean, you, it'll, be like, Mc, it'll, it'll be like the It'll be like the McRib. So, like, in 20 years from now, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember we were all drinking Goya. I'd love to tip back a can of Goya for old time's sake. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could seriously, at this place, yeah. you could sell frozen pizzas and, like, the big-ass ba bacon cheeseburgers that you get in the frozen food section. And you would, I mean, it the could literally be, it could actually be just the food they have at the Speedway gas station. And they would, like, be excited to yeah. go there and eat. If it's oh, yeah. it, it's like it's it says the bomb double XL and it's like it's literally the bomb double XL that you've seen at the gas station. We just put it on parchment paper with a side of chips. Yeah, yeah, we could totally. <laughs> yeah. You would make like a a, a yeah. big check. Yeah, I think this like this idea is kind of a it's almost overripe, you know, because it's like I feel like as soon as something like this opened, it would like take off partly just because like. We're you know deep enough into like uh, like woke corporate Twitter accounts yeah. where it's like Wendy's girl being like uh, you know like no. Black Lives Matter like tweets and stuff. But, yeah, like, spiteful you know, eating is a huge by, market. Like the public face of all their like fast foods. Yeah, I mean all this stuff is a big market. Really, yeah, spiteful eating is huge this year. People love to pay money to do something <laughs> to make someone else mad. It's like, huge this year. Yeah. I think you're on to yeah, something. You, you, have, like, you know the, what you're like, doing. Epic meal time guys come through. Oh yes, like a special event with just like six pounds of like bacon. Yeah, and they can... like no one eats it; just goes in the trash. But like, yeah, just making it for spectacle. It's Bacon House. Why? Because we can. Fuck you. Yeah, that $40. is forty dollars. It's a whole fucking house. It's a whole McMansion made of fucking bacon. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, it'd be like the McDonald's like play place, but just all made of like meat, and just have your kids like slide down like a pastrami slide, and like yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I yeah, mean, as long as it like doesn't get eaten, yeah, yeah, and like it's just like Fox News on all the TVs. Like, here's something interesting: you can get two pounds of bacon served on a baguette at this brand new drive-through restaurant. It's a hit. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, thanks yeah. for calling. This is a great idea, and yeah, uh, we're gonna someone's do gonna it. take it. Oh yeah, no, this sorry, is, you got scooped. You're... Yeah, I mean, this is up for any listeners and anyone who has the means to make it happen. You know, well, when you're you'd in be the doing good things, you'd be doing a lucrative thing. Yeah, and someday when you're in the gutter and somebody made it rich off our idea, you're gonna you're gonna really just regret that you didn't didn't act on it. But I appreciate the I re- oh, appreciate yeah. your reserve. Like you definitely didn't take the opportunity to bring more badness into the world, even though you could have made so much money off of it. So for that, I salute you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I can sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, that's important. It's it's important because otherwise yeah. it's tough. Well, thank you for that. Uh, yeah. You got a Twitter or anything you want to shout out or like an Etsy? Do you do like uh, steel work or anything? Steel worker? Uh, I'm a woodworker. I mean, I make oh. cabinetry, but not nice. for myself, you know, uh, like, you know, for my boss. So I'm not plugging that. I don't have anything to plug. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. You, you had the kind best woodworker. Plan. Yes. You know, who oh, yeah. else is yeah, a woodworker? Jesus Christ. That's true. Nazareth. The original woodworker. Whom I love, actually. Big Jesus Christ You've guy. You've accepted him into your heart? Yeah, I have. Actually. Shit. I'm having the... I mean, Satan has brought so much to me. So many great debaucherous you, things into my life. You should watch it, my dude. You know what's funny is I started watching NASCAR on Thursday because uh, Formula One is off this week. And I was immediately pissed because they do a fucking prayer before NASCAR. Yeah, like when cool. I watched Formula One, they they kneeled for Black Lives Matter and then played like the Austrian national anthem on the side of a mountain with like fucking later hosing on and shit. And then I tuned in my first NASCAR and they did a fucking prayer and then they had like this just you know they had that somebody seal it sing the national anthem and it it ruined me. Yeah, that'll get you, dude. But Let's hit the, our break at the same time. Formula One has like. Mercedes and uh, and uh, like Rolex as advertisers, and I've never really driven or used any of those products. But in NASCAR, there was like a Bush Beans car went flying through the fucking air. This brown ass ugly car that said Bush's Beans on the side, and then this Kroger car caught on fire from the inside, dude. The Kroger, the Kroger's car, car was on fire, and I was like, I don't know, I'm something about this. I like seeing Bush Beans and Kroger's on fire, so maybe I'm a NASCAR fan. Maybe I've been converted. Uh, We are going to take a break. We'll be back after the break. If you're in the queue, we will get to you. The number to dial, not tonight, is 614-655-3887. We'll see you in a few. Uh, This is my choice, actually. This isn't a Street Fighter or anybody else to send this in. This is Undeath from Rochester, New York. I fucking love them. They're so good. Enjoy.
Hey everybody, welcome back to Street Fight Radio. Uh, we did not play the music. You aren't crazy if you didn't hear the music. Uh, but we will save it for next week. Uh, otherwise, check out Undeath. I'm a big fan of what they do. And uh, have been listening to them quite a bit. Uh, we are taking calls tonight, but we have a queue that is full. We have enough people in here to take us out for the rest of the night. Um, sorry if you get dropped or whatever happens uh it's a weird system and my internet is still uh a little in and out so thank you for being here of course if you want more street fight radio you can donate to the show you know your five ten dollars goes to helping us spread this mess across the u.s continue to do this uh pays for you know, the whole organization and us trying to get more people involved in politics and get involved with what we do, head to patreon.com slash streetfightradio for $5 a month. You get access to our premium audio streams. So that's like Shocktober, Teen Fight Radio, March Madness, Holy Boys. Uh, Brian and I are starting a new series called uh, 100 Million Tons of Steel. That's our heavy metal premium show. So that's available at patreon.com slash streetfightradio. We're going to talk to Minion Death Call. We got somebody from Power Trip. We got Paulo from Trivium. There's going to be a lot of amazing guests and interesting people that we're going to talk to uh, on our bonus content feed on patreon.com. We've also got the uh, parenting zine is coming in the next week or two. The metal zine, the war zine, that's all happening. And if you want to contribute to what we do, uh, we do pay creators for art, comics, and writing. Head to streetfightradio.com, and at the very top of the page, there is a link that says zine submission. And you can pitch us on your idea for content for the zine. Uh, right now, the content we're looking for is dare, war, activism, staying indoors or quarantine, alcohol, uh, renting landlords, mortgages and homelessness, religion, anarchist history, self-care, and being an outsider. So if you have anything to contribute to those, head to streetfightradio.com slash zine dash submission uh, or just streetfightradio.com. You'll see it right at the top. And if you want to read that content, that's available at the Patreon. So We've got the bonus audio, we've got zines, and then we recorded a, a bonus video content earlier this week. On Wednesday, we watched the TV show Tough as Nails, where they pit blue-collar workers against each other for things like finding an alternator in a junkyard or pulling a tire off of a rim, and uh, that's available on patreon.com slash streetfightradio. So, Brian is back. I don't have to fill time anymore. Uh, you ready to back. take more calls? I am ready to take more calls for the listeners. I'm trying to find food to eat and the government said that everybody has to close by 11. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I might be a touch distracted for a few minutes, but I'm, I'll be ready. All right. Let's see who's on the line. Thanks for calling street fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, is this me? Yep. You would know. Hey, how's it going? Uh, this is Brandon over in uh, Arizona. What? Uh, what's going on? Hey, uh, uh, so I work at a small uh, moving company, and it's just like four full-time employees and like uh, a couple like part-time employees. And my boss is 
an absolute moron who like lives in Alaska and just like answers phone calls and takes 80% of the profit. And well, we get like 20% for doing literally all the work. And so I convinced my four, my, the three other, uh, <clears throat> uh, co-work full-time co-workers to, uh, start a co-op. Yeah. So we're just thinking about, yeah. I mean, that was this week. So I'm just wondering like, what you guys think about that? Like a, a moving company co-op. So the plan like, is the steps and yeah. So the plan would be for all of you to join together and take on the jobs, uh, and then split yeah. the money evenly instead of having it to go all to one guy that just knows how to get the jobs. Yeah, exactly. So the plan is like fifty percent of every job that get that get that gets like billed hourly goes directly to the workers. Fifty percent goes to business costs like insurance, vehicle maintenance, that kind of stuff, and then whatever's left after savings goes back to the workers as a bonus every month. Yeah, I love it. It makes sense to me. It seems like an obvious thing to do. Um, you know, it's not. I don't think anybody, I don't think it's, it's an easy route for anybody to take. Uh, but if you're certainly willing to do it, uh, drumming up business is challenging, but worth the risk. And I think it sounds like a, it sounds like a good chance to take. Uh, I mean, I like it so far. Do you, do you, do you have an idea of how you're going to like get, get clients and everything? Yeah. I mean, um, well, I mean, my, my girl, uh, is that she's down to answer phone calls and she's really good at websites and advertising and stuff like that. And one of the guys is also like a marketing major. We're all in uh, college right now, but three of us are, are vets. So I know we could get a pretty good business. Oh yeah. And then, um, you're great. You're golden. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we were just thinking about just keeping working here until like springtime. Cause you know, business is super slow during the winter time anyway. And then, you know, just get started on advertising and, you know, I think we could push my boss out of business the first day. So, yeah, I love this idea. Yeah, I mean, you dope. see the opportunity. It sounds like you have a good skill set. As long as everybody can get together, uh, some things like this require a lot of sweat equity and a lot of uh, extra time that you don't realize up front what you're getting into. Yeah, but the payoff is big. Like having ownership of your work uh, is way feels way more uh you get more way grat way more gratification out of something like that um, versus you know being defeated because you saw eighty percent of the money go to to somebody else. So yeah, this seems like a good way to disrupt it. Like you don't have to change the world, you don't have to do anything. You're just working on territory. You know, there's there's a certain amount of people in your area that need this service, so you're just trying to to work your way in there and, and get that business instead. Which is, it doesn't require any sort of specialized training to do so. A lot of people are do contact setting, you know, and just get paid $10 an hour or whatever it is. So all of this stuff is in place. And, you know, it's like a lot of the bullshit jobs I did. If, if we all got together and made our own company, like the skills are there, you know, it's, it's easy to replicate this kind of thing because people do just want somebody to come move their shit for them. Like they don't really give a fuck how it's done for the most part. Yeah, or who's different. doing it? Like yeah, if they're ordering, if they if if they're not going with like Mayflower or something like that, it's not like 
if there's if, a moving company that has like this great reputation out there that's like eh. well in this and, and if you can get somebody to pay you to move them and then they say good things about you that's enough to like spread the seed to get it going uh no it's not going to be easy early on but it's definitely a doable thing I, I think it makes sense like it makes sense to be to be spending at least some of your time working on this instead of you know just trying to get money or to collect a check because this seems like it could be something that pays off more in the long run. And then you can also find stuff for the winter as well. I mean, you got a bunch of good people around you. You could find something to keep yourself busy during the winter. Another yeah, another problem no, to solve. Yeah. No removal is a big thing here. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, you, you, what you're doing is you're a crew. You have six people that are willing to solve manual labor problems. And you just have to find a way to catch, get your footing and make it organized um because you know it's not that you're unwilling to do the work it's just that everybody that's paying isn't like isn't doing you justice what's the what's the plan for getting the equipment yeah. and stuff i mean i have a 2500 uh truck right now that i want to donate and the trailer is like three grand and then you know insurance is going to be a lot yeah so, i mean just uh well you know, yeah, I'm just playing that, and then I'm I'm just not sure about like the legal stuff and like applying for business loans and yeah, stuff I'm, like that. I know you have to have at least six people for a co-op. Yeah, I mean, my advice, like when we started the show and everything, was that we never really bit off more than we could chew. Um, you know, there's things that you know you could do if you had like the expensive equipment or the right situation. Um, but if if you can build a foundation of doing quick and easy jobs that make you money. Um, you know, that's, that's a great way to start taking, like you said, half goes to the co-op, half goes to the, the workers. Um, once you can find something quick and dirty that pays the bills and gets a lot of money flowing into the co-op, then you get to, you have the proud moment of everybody getting together and saying, Hey, we built this big fucking giant egg of money. What do we spend it on? You know, like we've done enough work over the summer to get a few thousand dollars together. Where would that be best spent? So. I think it sounds like a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's especially okay. because you have the thing that you need, which is the people doing the labor. You're willing to do the work. It's Yeah. And it's one of those things. You can walk away from it. It's like they're going to pay us $600 to move this thing. Uh, we all do it and it falls apart and we hate each other and don't want to work together anymore. Everybody gets cash and walks away. It's not like you're, you're not invest. You don't have to invest too much of like your creative endeavors or much much of anything besides just getting work done like the the finding the work is going to be the the issue with that absolutely yeah exactly also like just like the incentive to like not break shit and keep the equipment like well taken care of is also there because like that's your money like it's you know if there's extra costs and you're not going to get that bonus at the month neither is anybody else so yeah. No, yeah. we've all thought it. I mean, yeah. I, and and I think um, if you're at the time in your life, I mean, how are you? You're younger. You're, you're, you said you were in college and stuff. Yeah. Uh, this is the time. Yeah, mid mid twenties. Yeah. Are you working the, for college? Broke. Are you working for college hunks moving junk? Yeah. <laughs> <What? laughs> really? Are you working for? Yeah. I don't know if you heard of Brian. Yeah. Yo, that's the one. Wow. That's cool. I like no. the name of that no, company. No. no. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I misheard you. No, it's, it's a different. It's like a family-run company. 
It's like, uh, the, yeah, it's like the son of like a dude, like some Christian dude who like owns like big storage facility. It. It's all, it's nepotistic all, all throughout. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, like right now is the time to take risks. Um, you know, if you don't have a kid or a family depending on you, you can go broke and try something that, you know, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be what yeah, you do exactly. for the rest of your life, but it will be very informative yeah. and, you know, a part of doing Street Fight and what we did when we started it was that, like, I'd done customer service before and I knew how to do spreadsheets and I knew how to do all the business things. Like, I never had my own business and they never put me in charge of it, but I had been next to people and I had soaked up all of these skills of, you know, retention and uh, how to how to make things work. And if there's a collective of six of you that that you know, have a good head on your shoulders. There's no reason you can't make that work. You know, a, a lot of, a lot of great things come out of people that just know what they're doing, you know, like, and being I mean, determined and making this, you have to make the decision to do it. I'll say this too. Uh, yeah. uh, you, I mean, I don't think it'll be hard after once you're even a tiny bit established to be like, Hey, we're a fucking co-op man. Yeah. You know, you'll love working here. You're the boss. Yeah, and 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 it yeah, is exactly yeah the same way we just talked about conservative fast food. Um, there's certainly a marketplace to be completely cynical about it, but to advertise yourself as a co-op, I think will get you uh will get you a lot of respect in a lot of communities. You know, no no slaves, no masters. They all they all like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. hell yeah. Yeah, it just does feel like we are like slaves to this dude just sitting on his ass, well, you know, just answering phones and. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's the most important move, really, when it comes to a job is like, once you realize that they ain't doing nothing, then it just becomes about convincing the other people there that they're not doing anything. Yeah. Because I know that, like, we used to talk about it all the time at the cable company about how, you know, our bosses just answer emails all day while we're out climbing poles and shit. And it was just like, man, if we could cut them out, you know, we'd yeah. have our uh, we'd have a nice little thing. I think it's great. I, I I'm yeah, exactly. I'm for it. Yeah, it seems like very smart uh, move. Uh, it's a it's an easy need to solve. It's a great experiment that you don't have to put too much money into. If you've already got your big bad truck, like you're good to go, and you have you have the 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 workhorse, the people willing to do it. Like, yeah, I love it. I give it my blessing. I think it's great. Feel free to message That's awesome, me. Man. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, just feel free to message or ask any questions to me. I, I will get back to you, no problem. Just let me know if you need any advice or insight on anything. That's dope. Thanks, dude. Hey, thank you. Thanks for calling in. All right. Yeah. yeah. Was, hey, everyone. Yeah, and let us know when you launch, man. You got to let us know when you launch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll put that word out. Absolutely. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I mean, that's, um, I mean, I, uh, in times like this that are a crisis, uh, you know, there is a point where you just have to come up with something different, you know, uh, you going and getting $8 an hour isn't going to put you in a better position. You know, I mean, moving companies are especially, I wish Jason was here with Jason was here. We could have went for a long time on, I mean, they're especially fucked up, man, because those, those guys are really breaking their bodies. No, it like fucks tearing their bodies apart. 
and usually aren't making a lot of money and usually don't have health insurance. Well, they're making though. I mean, yeah, from what Jason, you know, says it's, it's $5 more than minimum wage or something. Yeah. For somebody that's willing to carry stuff up and down the stairs all day long, you know, they can get you close to 15, but you're, like you said, you're an independent contractor and you aren't, don't have benefits and you're not going to be able to get FMLA or anything like that. Especially when you say like, you know, you're you're saying, oh, they'll carry all your stuff up and down the steps. Jason worked for a place that moved fucking pianos right. into high rises and shit. So like, it's like that is a job that I mean, you should really you should be able to do that job like a football player until you're like 45 and be set for life. Yeah, afterwards. I think under 40 is is good enough. Yeah, for me. I, you know what I mean though. Like no, that I, should be the type of job I think where they prepare you for the rest of your life after you've done it. I mean, I picture it in a different way where I just think you could move into something else. Like, I think in a perfect world, when you have the ability to move stuff, you move stuff. And then once you're out, you should be able to find, you know, another way to serve everybody. Yeah. But yeah, we're talking sure. utopian shit. But <clears throat> yeah, you're right. I mean, like, just working at the warehouse with some of the older people that worked at the warehouse with me. And they would talk about how they like couldn't turn their hands over. Like their hands were stuck like this. Their wrists were fused in place to the point where they couldn't turn them over. Like they couldn't, they literally could not put out their hands to receive from you. Their hands were stuck. And it was just like, I don't, man, I don't, we're not getting enough. I don't think that like giving up the use of my back. I mean, I blew out my back. That's where my back problem started was at that warehouse. My dad has the same fucking back problems from working at a fucking steel refinery. So all of this stuff, like they demand that we trade in our physical health for cash and it's not enough cash. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's worked like a real, cause like that was the roofing job and the cable job for me, seeing what it did to people's bodies. It just twists them up, man. It's, It's hard life, you know? And, and the other thing is, is like, you know, the cable company is like the easiest of the jobs. And there were people that were getting, you know, their backs torn out, their knees fucked up and all that stuff. So yeah. 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 I mean, we, they should get a lot more people who do that kind of work should get a lot more. Absolutely. Next call. Yep. We got a lot to go. Thanks for calling street fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hi, this is James in uh, Pittsburgh. What's up, James? How's it going? Good. I called a while back because uh, my mom was trying some gardening jobs and had that uh, boomer experience of what that job market's like. Yeah? Um, yeah, but hey, uh, the the conversation from the first caller uh, made me thinking of just when you're arguing about stuff that doesn't need to be argued and you're like trying to convince someone of something that don't need convinced. Um or just picking your fights for internet arguments. It got me thinking recently. Um, I had some friends that were just arguing about like, I thought you told me to do this. And it's like, no, I said, do that. I heard you say, do this. Yeah. Well, that's not true. I said, do that. And I'm just like, it doesn't like, why are we arguing about that? Who cares <laughs> what you said the last time? Like there was a miscommunication and then we can just uh, continue on. No one has to be right about what you had said. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been in those fights where like neither person wants to give up and, you know, nobody comes out better on the other end of it, you know? Yeah. And it's, it just, it's not the same thing to me. as like when somebody's 
talking from their experience, like as a woman or non-binary pal or trans person or anything. And someone's like, well, actually it's like this. And they're like, motherfucker, I'm telling you about my experience. You're going to disprove what I'm seeing and hearing. Yeah. And is that the hill you want to dump on? Yeah. It's uh, I mean, it, it, it's tough. Uh, there's, you know, there's things that like, sometimes you feel like you're being cutesy or that it's not, you know, you just think you're, you're, you're being devil's advocate or something. And, and it really isn't coming across. And, you know, there's been plenty of people that are like, there's been plenty of women in the group that have said like, you're being an asshole and they guys just insist that they're not. And it's like, but I mean, we got to go with what the, we got to go with what the group is saying. Well, here. when somebody says asshole. you're an asshole, you're being an asshole yeah. irregardless because it's kind of like they have to perceived them. you as an asshole. Right. And you know, it doesn't mean you are forever and it doesn't make you a bad person. Doesn't make you a horrible person, but like also, I am an asshole. I do asshole stuff all the time. I have to apologize for asshole things that I do. And so, but part of that is just like when someone says it, it's like, I, you know what? I have that tendency. I've heard that before. This is something to take in. Like that, I don't, I don't have to disprove you or anything. Like this is a moment for me to just find something else to do because, you know, this woman has indicated that like she's heard enough of this, you know, or knows where I'm going, you know, it, it's yeah. I, yeah. What you said, I don't have to prove you is a thought that a lot more dudes especially ought to be having about like when they feel the urge to argue something, it's just like, do I need to seven paragraphs on this? Now? Yeah. Is this seven paragraphs? Somebody's mind. Seven paragraphs is the new like hashtag. Like if you're going to pull a seven, <laughs> if you're going to pull a seven paragraphs, Cause I do, I, what I write seven paragraphs. And then when I go and read through it for like the 100th time to make sure that's like airtight, I'm like, Oh no, I'm fucking crazy. Shit. I shouldn't have wrote seven paragraphs and I delete it. Yeah. That's an article. Seven paragraphs is an article about something that you're trying to write. Yeah. Or send an op-ed in the Facebook group. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I mean, I just um, always think like if somebody, is unhappy with me for saying something, then, you know, I probably might've been an asshole yeah, this there. Is, and I'm just going to take, I, it's not taking an L it's, it's seeing who you are and what, what you're doing yeah. and moving on. You, we all move on. This is yeah. a place for everybody to congregate. And like, uh, yeah, it's not, it's, if someone's like, Hey, you know, don't say that. You're like, all right, I get it. Cool. Just like, keep on rocking in the free world. Right? It's not like an official cancellation. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, thing you know no, because the opposite of that mindset is the person who immediately becomes that skinner from the simpsons meme where it's like is it true like could i be the asshole no it can't be it's you that's wrong yeah 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 i mean i'm like that like, though like a lot of times a lot of times if if i get corrected on something in my mind i'm like oh fuck that you know what i was yeah that but then i fucking i'm like but i must not have delivered it correctly so there you go yeah you know yeah i feel to me also with like uh it's kind of like my therapist told me that like you have to just make a decision about how you're going to feel about something and if someone really pushed your buttons and everything and you're like i want to be unfair about that you need to like acknowledge that and just be unfair to them inside your head or to yourself or like vent to one of your friends or something and say, Hey, this person was really, I, I like this person online, like really fucking made me mad. And I felt like I was misunderstood or whatever. But when it comes to like actually interacting with the people, like you have to, we have to give each other the longest bit of slack. There's no reason to assume that like, there's no reason to go at anybody like that. And 
like when you are so revved up online, you do you you have to acknowledge that you're choosing to do this because mm-hmm. I can go online and not get all charged up and I can get not triggered by all of this stuff. But then I can also go cruising for a fight whenever I want to. And you have to be like, you have to just really be able to step back and know what you're doing and what you're looking for and what your headspace is. Sometimes like I'm in the mood to just tell, to ruin somebody's fucking day. And when I know that, that's when I'm like, I need to delete all my comments tonight because the only thing I want to do is fucking punch someone in the face tonight. You know? Yeah. 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 For sure. Thinking about like internet arguing people, it's the kind of dude that's like, they identify as being really wrapped up in like logic and reason. And I'm like, I'm sensible. I don't let emotions get in the way. And then they're just blinded to the way that their emotions are guiding everything they're doing and unable to reflect on it. Yeah. I mean, that's how, I mean, I'm very emotional. So I always admit that I have a very thin skin and I get very emotional. (laughs) So I just had a, uh, anyway, aside from all the rhetoric of arguing, uh, I just had a simple work-related sort of hypothetical question for you guys um, to think, not a hypothetical, but uh, who do you think in any of your past jobs, like, you could imagine may have a vendetta against you, like, that you wronged in some way? Like, I was just thinking about a job I had um, where I was teaching abroad. Uh, It was a short-lived type thing, and I bailed out of it really hard, really quick because of mental health things. But anyway, one of the other English-speaking teachers at this uh, teaching English abroad thing uh, was a nice dude. And by me just totally bitching, I think I fucked up him and his contract and his plans to move to another city or something because he was the only then English-speaking teacher left at the school. They were stuck. So I either screwed this dude over really hard or I may have screwed over the school really, really hard. And uh, it just makes me think, like, what if you're walking down the street someday and there's that dude and you don't know how he's been percolating on how you affected his life. And you just feel like, Oh, I recognize that guy. But to him, oh. it's on site. And uh, yes. coming for you. I think about that a lot. I actually do think about like people who I tangentially, maybe even separated by one person that hate me because of some horrible fucking thing I've done in the past. I can't think of any, specific things i've never uh, you know what i would think that i've done is so when you work when you work at a cable company half of the people who do the jobs are contractors and the other half are in-house workers and the contractors are given like a sort of insurmountable amount of work to get done in a day like quadruple what the in-house workers are and sometimes they do pretty bad work yeah. And you would get out to the job and then you would end up having to do the whole fucking thing because they fucked it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so what you would do is you would do a thing called a chargeback, which then the company would then charge the contractor, not the specific contractor person out of their right. check, but they would charge the, the, company. the company back for what they paid to get that done. And who knows what happens when it gets in the company. I, I don't really know that because they kept us apart all yeah. the time. We didn't talk to the contractors. I, I never knew a single one. And uh, I did fill out chargebacks. I would get very mad because somebody fucked up and I had to go and clean up their mess and I would fill out chargebacks. And like, I, I still to this day, I'm like, why did I even fucking do that? I probably got somebody fired. You know, I was probably like the straw that broke the camel's back a few times, you know, 
And yeah. and like the this version of me wouldn't do it, but that version of me just was like, fuck this, man. I don't want to do this guy's work. Right. You know? He fucked up. Yeah. But that's what I'm curious about. If you were the straw that broke the camel's back and he got fired, like what if you haven't thought about that dude in a while, but he's, you know, carving your face into like wooden boards. It is. I and mean, that's, like, good. Just, like, that's motivation. Again. He has motivation. <laughs> he has a reason to live, to, to live in spite of Brian. Yeah, he can come and find me. I dare that motherfucker. I, I listen. Here's I what I would I, do. I don't have one. I don't. Here's what to... I. Here's what I would do if somebody like that existed and they came looking at me. I'd. I'd fight them. I would just straight up. I Put would be like, up? not. I wouldn't throw the first punch. I'm saying that's you're gonna that lose. If I know you get your ass no, kicked. No, 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 no. I'm not opposed to throwing the first punch. Let me explain what I'm saying. Is that like <laughs> if this. Let's just, for an example, this dude that I got fired, right? He wants to kick my ass, okay? And he gets in contact with me, and he says, you got me fired from my job. I want to kick your ass. Yeah. I'd meet him somewhere and fight him. And if he kicked my ass, he would... Earned. He kicked my ass. And if he doesn't kick my... He he got what he wanted out of the deal. That's you know true. what I mean? That's true. And Satisfaction that's like, is important. I would do that. I, I don't want to die. I don't want to like duel somebody. But if somebody wants to, you know, gear. toss some haymakers at me, let's fucking just do it and head, get it out of the way. Headgear and gloves, no hitting when they're on the ground. <laughs> I'm big on, I'm big on like if somebody feels like they would get, they, it would give them satisfaction or make them feel better to whip my ass than... You'd give him that? I do. I do. Wow. You are so, you are so accommodating. Well, I would fight them. I wouldn't just let them beat me up. They would have to fight. Yeah. No one wants the easy win. They want to feel like they really, they want to feel like you gave your all. I feel like that's fair though. I feel like that's a fair thing. If you hurt somebody, like if you really hurt somebody to the point where they want to fight you, deserve a fight. No. Yeah. I think everybody should get a fight. So I think I screwed up this dude's whole uh, stuff, his job or whatever. Yeah. And I've always felt very bad about it. Um, I would apologize to him, but like in abandoning this foreign country, I cut off all contact uh, and just sort of hid away. I was fucked up at the time. My goodness. Yeah. But like, you need your ass beat. I wonder I, if he were like really mad at me. Yeah, I would let him kick my ass. Yeah. He's trying to kill me. That's a different story. Oh yeah, no killing. Yeah. No killing. I think that's, I think that if you're, there should be like a contract that you could sign. Like you go to the library, you pick up the forms, right? And you're just like, yeah, man, we're just going to, I'm, I'm just going to have a fight here. I'm booking. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to fill out the application to book a fight to settle a deal. Yeah. And the other person has to agree to it, right? Both of us would have to, have to agree, agree on you it. Say you we would both agree. have to have the form. Both of you say you would agree to it if somebody levied a, a cause for a street fight against you. Yeah, I would like totally be okay with that because I do think like that I've probably done stuff in the past that I deserve to get my ass whooped for. Uh, like people I was mean to in high school, they yeah. should be allowed to throw one punch and then be like, ow, that hurts my hand. That was fine. Well, yeah, that, I, I, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, I cut my fucking hand open on your teeth. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know, I mean, like, I would probably win some. 
You know? Sure. Like, I, I think that if you're going to get into fights like this, you're going to lose some. You're going to win some. That's sort of the way it is. And that, like, it's not like a macho thing at all. It's just that I am willing. I'm willing to to do that because I do hate when things aren't tied up at the end. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it, there's something about me that hates when things aren't tied up. A, what a do you want? Example? You want to fight? You want, come on, let's do it. Fine, let's settle this, and then we're done, and everybody can go their separate come ways. On, Pat, let's do push-ups. That's how my yeah, wife. Let's yeah, do even push-ups, I do. But even embarrass my, my ass publicly. My wife, like when when we argue, we have two separate styles, right? My wife simmers yeah. and just sits quietly and doesn't talk and doesn't want to work it out. All I want to do is have it. I just want to do the fight okay. and have it end. I want to escalate it to 10 so that it then ends and it's over. Right. You know what I mean? And like, uh, uh, I always feel like when, when we're having, you know, trouble, when we're arguing and stuff like that, I always feel so pissed that we can't, she won't just give me the fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just give me the fucking fight, <laughs> that's, I dude. Mean, that's true. And like that, you can withhold the fight too. That's a way. Yeah. Like if you were to, if you were to like, you know what, actually I didn't screw up your shoddy ass cable work. I don't think you deserve a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, but I, I think just as a person, like if this was like sort of a contract situation, uh, I just think that like giving somebody the final satisfaction of actually getting their hands on you seems like, a small price to pay to yeah. like clear up that like karmic debt. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that yeah. I think that the Buddha would agree. I mean, I've had my ass whipped multiple times in my life. It is not, it's that, not it's a not big as bad. fucking deal. I mean, honestly, some of this protest riot stuff, like people can take a massive beating and I know. just be three days later back up, like being an annoying shit posting troll on the internet. I know. I mean, because yeah, I've yeah, I've I've bounced my head off a tree root before. I've taken plenty of hits. It's mosh pits. Like if you think about a mosh pit, like the the whole thing is like you just go, and and I it's a roughly the same amount of activity spread out over a longer period of time as like a fight that two guys that don't know how to fight would have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Till one gets too embarrassed <laughs> or too out of win. Just like, God, fine. God damn it. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Cause that's 90%. <laughs> yeah. 90% of these fights yeah. will be like two I, minutes I long. I didn't and, prep for this. Yeah. Two minutes long. Both winded. No punches. You're throwing land. dream punches, dog. Yeah. Like, you just throw them and they just bounce right off the person. You're like, what the fuck? I wanted to hit you so hard. Like though. you're punching and you're going <laughs> with your mouth too yeah. as you punch. I knew guys that did that when they gotta, got into fights. They always lost. I think it helps. But they would just throw it in there too. And you're like, okay. But they always looked good. They're like fighting looked good. You know, when they got up there, they knew where to put their hands. They made the noises. They yeah. like kind of were able to throw the combos and shit. Problem is, if the other guy's not like playing along with, yeah, with, you can't. They don't care the about doing karate forms. Yeah. I had a friend, the crumpler man, that like anybody that stepped to him, it would just be a couple couple throws and they'd be crumpled. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I, 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 uh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that. I think that's how you would solve a problem like that. Yeah. Well, ha have a great night.
Yes, you too. <laughs> All right, later. Peace. Let's get this next yeah. call. My pizza is going to be here in like three minutes. Yeah, I um, I don't know if I have anybody. I don't think I. I mean, mm-hmm. I I maybe just shut that out. That's part of my like winning strategy is like just don't think about the people you fucked over. But I don't think I did. I really can't think of anybody that. There's no one that keeps me up at night. Managers, I was an asshole too, and I made them look bad. But my fellow employees, I I really was trying to get them to steal from work more. For the most part, was was my my motivation. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, let's get this next one. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello. Yo, what up? Uh, Tofu from Denver. What's up, so, Tofu? Tofu? How's it going tonight? Uh, I'm just trying to decompress a little bit. Um, I had kind of a traumatic experience at uh, Food Now Bombs, and I just kind of wanted to see if y'all had any opinions on if I should have handled anything different or what was going on. Go for uh, it. Yeah, I'd love to hear yeah basically what happened um you know we've been sitting up outside of uh just like encampments um at this point because the city hasn't they've decided not to sweep um anymore so at least for the time being because of covid so you know we've just kind of been like popping up at random spots and being like hey y'all want a picnic and you know most people are pretty cool with it so you know we just pop up um it's only like two or three people at this point because we're trying to keep the you know contact to everybody uh-huh. you know and spreading anything low you know um so you know we popped out of at a spot that we've been at um i think one or two times before and um everything was going good we set up all of our food and you know uh handed some plates out and we we're kind of getting in the groove you know kind of how you usually do and um we saw uh, someone coming down, they're coming to get a plate and, you know, we were kind of just like engaging them, you know, asking them how they're doing. And then out of nowhere, somebody came with like the butt end of an ax and smacked them right in the fucking face. Whoa. And it was, yeah. And it was just kind of like, what the fuck? Like my first thing was like, why here, man? Like, why are you blowing up the spot? Um, but like the first thing that, you know, me and the other person that was working the table, like the first, the only thing we could do is just like walk away. We were like, what the fuck? Uh, like the crack, like was like, so just like, it was, it was weird. It was like nothing I've ever heard. And like, I'm a metal, I'm a metal kind of, kind of dude. And like that just, it just shocked me. It was just so weird. Um, so, you know, we, we just kind of like crossed the street cause we were like, what the fuck? We didn't want to be involved in anything. Um, I thought for sure that the dude that got hit had like some, like a broken radial or something, but I, they seemed to be okay. And they kind of just was like, you know, what the fuck was that for? From what I can tell. And it was, it sounded like exactly what that last call was. Like, it was like someone that they didn't know that was, you know, mad at them was mad at them and like kind of caught them slipping, but <laughs> oh, no. it was just like, yeah, yeah we were just caught in the middle of it. We were absolutely in the middle of it. And we were just like, what the fuck do we do? So, I mean, we were just like, fuck, dude, we, we got to go. Like, I don't, I don't know what else to do. Like, so, you know, when, everyone else was kind of like, all the other folks in the encampment were just kind of like, yo, what the fuck? Like, right here, like, these folks are kind of like helping everyone out and like giving food and like, you know, you could have done this like after, like, you know, it, anyway. Yeah. It wasn't really our business. But like, you know, one of the, you know, we walked back to to serve the folks that were there. And then we're like, we're going to pack the fuck up and get out as quick as we can. Because that 
person that hit them, their tent was like adjacent to our tables. So anything that we were like saying or like any, you know, like they could like hear and like, it was just real awkward. And yeah, yeah. I I just didn't, I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, you, I think I give Super you the fucking weird. I'm going to give you the green light. 100%. Like I absolutely applaud what you're doing and, uh, inserting yourself into that scenario, uh, and, and feeding people is certainly commendable. Uh, but if there's going to be fighting and stuff, there's no reason that we should put up with that. There's no reason to put up with that. And it's not your fault as you aren't responsible or guilty of anything. Uh, but I think it's per- perfectly yeah, acceptable. Just, and if you're not calling the police on people and, and they want to handle it with in their, their own encampment, like that's, that's their thing. Like we, we have other, we have other ways to change the world and to work on things, but I, I don't think that there's any reason that you should have been involved with that at all. And it's perfectly acceptable to just get out of there. I think. Yeah, it just felt weird because I I don't know. I feel like it probably wouldn't have happened if we wouldn't have set up right there, and like they wouldn't have crossed paths. Really? Potentially? You think? That's the only thing that's really sitting. Well, well, because I mean, we kind of you know there was a lull, so one of the folks went out and was like, "Yo, I'm gonna go around some folks up from around the corner and like you know get them you know and you know so like that's kind of what we do. You know, we tell folks like, "Hey, there's food. Like, take a ride at this corner. You know, there's some table set up." Yeah. You know, usually it turns, it's not usually ever a problem. Yeah. But, um, and then, you know, it was just also kind of weird because, you know, my friend that was one of the people that was helping, they was like, they looked at the person that didn't like, yo, you might not want to like, you know, just like sit here. Like, it might be a good idea to leave. Like, I think maybe offering advice, but I mean, I can see how that's perceived as like, yo, the cops are coming. And yeah. like, who would have called the cops? You know, it's not, I, we didn't, but that's, it could have been perceived as like, now we're the people that are like on their front porch causing trouble because yeah. the cops could have come. Yeah. So that was like, dude, we just need to pl- please leave. Like, <laughs> can we please just get out of here? And you know, we did, but I don't know. It's just, it was weird. I just had to talk about it with somebody, honestly, some weird, weird shit that I've never experienced during, especially during food, not bombs. It's usually a really positive thing. You know um, what though? I mean, but, that, yeah. but so many people like aren't, aren't willing to put themselves like they aren't willing to open their hearts enough to, to put themselves at that kind of risk. And, you know, it, it's not going to like what you're going to find in, in, you know, the whole conversation about defunding the police is we see countless amounts of social workers and uh, people that work with uh, work, you know, on the front lines of mental health and things like that and homelessness uh, they are dealing with way more than the cops ever have to deal with. And uh, it's something that we all need to get together and needs to change and needs to be a different world. But it's also something that I think you, you need to uh, you need to make sure that you're safe so that you can come back and do the work another day. There's no reason to be the bystander in somebody else's fucking fight, you know. No, nah, yeah, you're totally right. You're totally right. I totally uh that was probably the, the, what I needed to hear. Cause I mean, I've just kind of been like, man, we shouldn't, we shouldn't have camped there, but you know, it's like, who is to know, you know what well, I mean? It's, it's, like, it's all information. I mean, it's all information now. I mean, you you know what it's like to be in the middle of that. Maybe you find a different place to do it. Maybe you adjust the, maybe you talk, <laughs> maybe you talk to the organizers yeah. about adjusting the strategy to make sure, you know, things don't like that don't happen again. Well, I mean, no, yeah, I mean, it's as simple as just like, I mean, I, I, I am kind of one of the people that does help organize, like, you know, pick up the the groceries and, or the donations and stuff regularly. 
So it's just really as simple as like, Hey, let's not, let's not do that again. Like let's go somewhere else, you know? Yeah. um, It's definitely an an easy fix, but it was just, you know, something that was, like I said, it was just real traumatic and just didn't really sit right with me, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it needs, you need to, to make sure that you talk to the, you know, make sure you, you've, you're allowed to feel afraid and you're allowed to feel threatened and like, you shouldn't like try to bottle it up and just be angry or mad or manly about it. Like, you should acknowledge all those feelings, but then, but then let it inform you for the, you know, the next time, you know, you're going out to do, uh, you're going out to do these things, you know? Yeah, for sure. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Hey, no problem. Thanks, Thanks for calling for call. in. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Have yep. a good one. Yep. Y'all have a good night. Peace. All right. Peace. Oh, I'm so itchy guys. We're close. Let's let's get them. Let's get them. I'm an itchy boy that hasn't eaten any food today. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, guys. How's it going? This is Brad Storch out of Lima, Ohio. Oh, what's up? How's it going? How's it going in Lima? I spent a week there once. Oh, that's unfortunate. It's uh, <laughs> It ain't too bad. I mean, uh, I'm not from here originally. I'm, I'm here going to law school, but... Oh, I was... Uh, you know, I mean... Go ahead. I was there because my buddy was going to college there at Northwestern College. It's a high-performance vehicle college. Ooh. They also do diesel. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, my buddy was... I had two buddies that enrolled there for the high-performance, not the diesel. Okay. They called the diesel people diesel dummies. Okay. They wanted to work on... Yeah. Oh, yeah. They wanted high-performance. Yeah. You know? So... Drag oh yeah, it's, it's it's derogatory, but you know, I mean, that's that's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys, they're they're here above the others, right? Yeah. What's up, man? So I, I got a a little change of pace for you guys uh, from the normal street fight fair, but uh, I got a good boss story for you guys. What? We love it. Hear it. I'm a good boss. We, we like you, you wouldn't believe here. it, but I'm yeah, a fucking well, great boss. I ham and haul over how much everybody is making. Like I literally sometimes wake I like I'll just get myself into the throes of depression because I ask people to do stuff and I can't pay them enough to do it. And it just makes me feel bad <laughs> to go on tour and give like a couple hundred dollars to somebody. And it's yeah. like you deserve so you deserve the fucking world. Yeah. They understand though. So I, I hear you. I, I hear you guys. That's uh you know it, 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 we're all trapped in this together, right? Absolutely. So what's up? But uh, yeah, I, let's hear so about this good ass uh, boss. I, I worked. Go ahead. No, so let's hear about this good ass boss. Oh, all right. So yeah, I, uh, I I used to work for the railroad as a freight car mechanic uh, for twelve years, and uh, I was Impressive. working out of uh, Virginia at the time when this happened. And I, I'd like to pre- preface this with uh, that this is all hearsay. This is things I've heard from other people and never experienced myself. And, and uh, cause I, I can't use fake names. I've tried to tell the story using fake names and it's just, uh, my brain can't work that way. So this is all fake stories about people that I know. Yeah. Uh, this is some John Henry. Shit. Right, so. This is some Pecos bill stories it, just to, to inspire people. <laughs> yeah. This, this is a new dead song about some, uh, railroaders that, uh, so I, uh, at, at the time when this happened, I, uh, I was working third shift in a, a yard in Virginia at a coal pier. And uh, I was a car inspector at the time. Uh, basically, they did the loads would come in. They'd unload them onto a ship on a conveyor belt. 
they'd roll into a track, train crews, they'd build tracks for the outbound trains. So as a car inspector, what we'd do, we'd walk down the track, a couple hoses together, inspect them, you know, that kind of shit. So I was working with a guy named Don at the time. And Don, he had a side hustle going on where in the morning he'd do landscaping work. And he was making pretty good money doing it. But the problem with it for him was that he couldn't get sleep in any other time. So this was a graveyard shift. If Don ever got sleep, it was only on third shift. So he'd sleep on the job all the time. And he got busted for it a couple of times. Uh, Railroad's a real weird job. Uh, pretty much management, their whole deal is they, they watch you and babysit you and try to prevent lawsuits, uh, make sure people don't get injured. It's real odd. But uh, so I was working third shift and Don, you know, par for the course, he fell asleep, wasn't answering on the radio when anyone was calling him. So the big man, the biggest boss of us, his name's Ray. He, uh, you know, was going out to find this guy. He found him in the yard sleeping in a vehicle. Uh, company policy was that you can't bust anyone unless you have a witness. It was just, you know, there's a lot of lawsuits. It's a good union job. Everyone, a lot of solidarity. And, you know, so he calls up my boss, JJ, calls him up to come to be a witness. And uh, JJ, he, uh, he came up in the ranks, you know, as a union man. He, uh, you know, he takes Ray's call. It's like 4 a.m. And says, all right, sure. Yeah, I'll meet you there. I'll go up there and be a witness or whatever. He gets off the phone half awake and uses the company phone to call the uh, local chairman of the union to call Don to wake him up before he gets there to be a witness. And, uh, yeah, basically, uh, you know, Don's phone rings. He wakes up. Ray never gets to bust him like he wanted to. They did the math and put two two and two together, and and J.J. ended up getting his ass fired. Uh 28 years on the job. Whoa. Damn. But, uh, that sucks. I knew people yeah, that it, lost their job 28, 20, 30 years in. That sucks. Yeah. For sleeping. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, there's a good ending to it. He, uh, you know, he had a lawsuit and ended up winning it and all that. So. Yay. Yay. Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations. That fucking order. rocks. Pop the champagne. Yeah, really. Yeah, but... uh yeah, just, you know, there's some good bosses out there. Like, it's the same thing. There's some good cops out there, but they don't ma- remain cops for very long. Same thing with uh, real good bosses, too. They, well, I mean, he had 28 years, but, you know, yeah, he got his ass fired for, for covering for him. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it, actually. There's some good cops out there, but they don't main, remain that way for very long. They get run out. And, uh, oh, yeah. but good bosses like me, like we're forever though. We're Sterling. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you are a good boss. Uh, I, well, thanks for calling oh, in yeah. and sharing. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Thank you. It was a good story. I right, have a good one, guys. Yeah. Oh, the itch. I got to take another Benadryl. You're itching? I'm just dying Your fingers over here. Are itching. The itching for that pizza. And, yeah. And, and food. I got pizza food. over here. I'm going to take this food home. A couple more to go. It. Gumball is trying to heckin' messed up our recording. Gumball, what are you heckin' doing? <laughs> Thanks for calling you Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? 
A skeleton? Hello? From the no, dope? not a skeleton. Hey, what's Hello? up? Who's this? Yeah. Yeah, you would know. You're here. Hello. Hi, is this me? It's you. Yep. Oh, hi. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I got on me, guys. Yeah, I'm you're on the air. I'm going to fast, because I know you're at the end. Yeah, I'm, I'm itchy. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, we made it to Columbus. Oh, well, I oh no, you're cutting out. Yeah, it's it lost you. You waited on hold and your phone cut out. Uh, Are you here? Hi, can you hear me now? We can hear you now, yes. But we missed everything okay, else. Okay, okay, I'm a Okay. Well, first of all, uh I need to I want to talk about that we're trying to keep oh is it cut out again? No, you're no, here. You're, great. you're here. We can hear you. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so our Cass County, Indiana is trying to keep a WSP plant from being built here that is going to spread lead and mercury all over the place. Okay. Okay. Smart. Um, smart to oppose something like that. Yeah. Our, our, uh, our County commissioner, he, Zone the area that's supposed to be for agribusiness to be heavy uh, industry, and they're going to ship in like uh, coal dust or um, uh, steel manufacturing dust to recycle zinc, but it puts out lead and mercury. And Muncie, Indiana, already got this thing ended, but they are violating lawsuits and they've got buildings going up. Okay. So, to help in the fight, I am running for county council at large. Hell yeah. Emily for Cass County. Uh, my, our main thing is no to WSP. We don't need that sort of heavy industry here. Get them out through them. Wabash is far more important than Wabash River. Yeah. But also, we need to... Circle the wagons for taking care of ourselves because there's potentially a 30% county budget cut coming because of the COVID stressor. Oh, okay. So my part, yeah. So my main platform is uh, community gardening, co-op, um, getting homesteading to a place where we can feed our people without the need of outside sources. Since everyone's learning what supply chains are like with just the slightest hiccup. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. it has a homesteading yeah. is cool. I want to do that. Have you been to a Street Fight variety show yeah. before? Yes, yes. We went to the one at um, Ruby Tuesdays. You guys had uh, the Trillbillies, yeah. uh, Tom and Terrence. You're quite the baker, and, right? Um, oh, yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> got my wife. I, what my wife. Yeah. Final. Yeah. My wife went for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, Whoa. I'm, a, I'm a pastry chef. I'm a pastry chef, not a farmer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, it's it, there. It's impossible to know how much you're putting in them anyway. And uh, you might as well shoot for strong as possible, I guess. If right, because I'm. Yeah, if you if you want to uh uh control your dosage, you just you got a dispensary. You got you got to go through the hoops, you know? Yeah. 
Okay, because everybody I, else. I is... gotta mention again. Go ahead. I gotta mention again, Indiana. We are that, you know. Oh yeah, there's everything's I, illegal I there. We, yeah, it's still. I don't know why we've surrounded ourselves with cool people, and yet we're the stuck-up nerds. If you can get <laughs> to Michigan, wow. Michigan's pretty easy to get dispensary stuff. I don't know how close you are. Uh, to Michigan, but uh, I I went there for a while before I got my medical card. I would just go up there and grab some stuff and bring it home. Just some advice, right? Well, we have we have family very close to Illinois, so ah. we just, he just hops the border over there, and he's got he he helps provide. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking it up for you real but, quick. No, 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 yeah. I'm looking to see if there's a, if it's coming. Indiana Medical Marijuana 2020. What you got? Okay. They've the, all, like, the mayor of Pendleton's already said that he will not allow it. And there's just this weird, like, 1950s feel. Oh, my husband always said he lived in, like, Gary and Cleveland and New York. And he's like, he had to come to Logansport to see some weird-ass shit. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird. But if they legalize it in the state, if they legalize it in the state, then, you know, you can just go out of town and grab it. I'm looking. There isn't anything there, though. God, they're brutal in Indiana, too. Yeah, Indiana's tough. Possession of even a single joint is punishable by up to a year of incarceration and a fine of up to $5,000. Yeesh. Right. But we do it. We're on CBD. That's legal. Yeah, they did. That's like, so. Finally. Yeah. Right. It's like hemp's way better as ground cover. <laughs> we could prevent erosion way better with hemp. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well. That, um, yeah. But, Where can people find out more? Yeah, so I'm trying to. This is. So I kind of told you guys it's kind of my official campaign launch. I do have a <laughs> Facebook page, Emily for Test County. It's got one post. Um, you got to start somewhere. It's like fundraising. Yeah, send as us the info. Yeah, send us the info. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get some support right. behind your campaign. Yeah, for sure. Right, and uh, I'd also like to give you guys the link to the legal fund. Like I said, we have two to three lawsuits pending against these guys and they're still building and putting out foundation and it's like we're are we gonna have to handcuff ourselves to some bulldozers here yeah, to yeah. slow this down enough yeah it gets there eventually yeah yeah well, right like i said muncie with the help of ball state was able to keep it out but for, uh eric holcomb the governor this company's owned by a major donor of his that they just renamed a part of the highway for down on, uh, I think, I-70 near Indianapolis. It's like, yeah. yay! Screwed. Um, but, uh, oh, man, what else? Because uh, I, I tried calling you last week, but I think you're on vacation. Yeah, we were we, out. Well, internet was out last His week. His internet was out, so we right. weren't able to answer. Oh. Yeah. But uh, we'll definitely send some support your way. Yeah, we got a couple. We got a couple more people in here, uh, and Brian is, okay. is All right. slowly fading. I'm faded. Right, right. I'm on. Right. I'm on also, so much Benadryl. Hydrocortisone cream, Brian, for the itch now, and switch to a gly- glycerin soap. Okay. Well, I I'm good on the soap. I got just the old shit I was using before, but I will. I'm gonna 
probably try to I'm gonna cover my entire body in hydrocortisone cream when I leave here. Good idea. Yeah, I feel great. Good idea. I'm just gonna grease up. All right. All right. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> All right, thanks. Yeah, that's what you need. Yeah, I'm gonna put some on maybe when I get home. We got this one and then a jump in. You got a jump in. There was a, a jump in. A jump in making me work sick. Let's get it. Let's let's do these. Get out of here. Jump in. I I actually kicked the jump in out and they <clears throat> called back, so they seem determined. Oh, miserable. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Uh, this is Jackie Daytona. What's oh, up, Jackie? Name. How's it going? Hey. Um, I, uh, I've been having a, as I imagine everyone else has, um, <laughs> a, uh, a pretty rough year, um, financially, personally, uh, professionally, um, everything's just kind of gone to, uh, gone to shit. Um, but I wanted to, uh, give you guys, uh, and of course all the listeners, uh, an uplifting story of solidarity because sometimes you need to wrap it up with a, with a feel good, a feel good mm -hmm. story that isn't too saccharine. Yeah. So, um, I've been pretty fucked for money, um, as many of us are. Um, and I got a call from a friend of mine, uh, a fellow teacher, uh, last night and she said, Hey, I've got good news for you. And at first I thought, Oh, good. She's got, she's got a, um, you know, a job opening at her school. Um, but she said, um, a, f a mutual friend of ours from high school who I have not kept in contact with, but she has posted on their wall, um, that they were in a position to help, um, a friend with their rent. And would someone please nominate someone to be uh, the recipient of said, uh, said funds? Oh. And uh, my friend immediately messaged this third party and said, oh, uh, Jackie Daytona, uh, who you may remember from high school, um, you know, is, is in kind of a bad place. Um, and they would absolutely, um, you know, be, be open to receiving help. Yeah. And so this third party who I haven't heard from since high school, which was um, about a million years ago, um, just paid my August rent. Oh, no that is great. Yeah. Get no the, reason. Yeah. Well, they were helping. They wanted to help someone. Um, and they helped someone. I, I sent them a, a, a thank you, and we communicated a bit, and I'm going to send them a thank you card and, and so forth. Um, but people um, do help each other, and we do need to help each other because that's the only way that we can survive. And it's, um, you know, it's put a, kind of a new spin of hope, uh, certainly into my weekend and maybe into the, the rest of my year. Absolutely. So I yeah. To give you guys that. yeah. Getting your yeah, rent paid. Yeah, happy story. Getting yeah. your rent paid is a game changer. Really. Once if you it's can get on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It can fix everything really. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, uh, there's, yeah. when you're in a position to help, I mean, it just becomes easy to do. And, uh, I've certainly benefited and I don't like to, to say that to like say the stuff that I do, but, uh, I joined this mutual aid group that popped up in March in my neighborhood and um, they will just send me a text message and be like, 
this single mom that goes to OSU doesn't have enough money for rent. Can you help out? And I've been able to do stuff yeah. like that. And it's like, yeah, eh, I mean, I have it right now yeah. and I can make more. And I like, I'm in a position where I know that I can generate more money when it comes to things like that. So, you know, it, it is like, like what I felt at the beginning of the George Floyd protests was just that everybody out there is in it for each other and the outpouring of yep. like the money is not going to be the issue, you know, like the month there's an, there, the money is there for us to provide for each other. And, and we're spreading it around. We have all the good hearted feel good nature. People are willing to stand up for each other. It's just that like the, the controlling powers, the government, the people in charge are the ones that are, are benefiting the most off of us, you know, and it's not exactly. and it, off of our division, off of our spite, off of not taking care like, off of, you know, all of that individualism that they pitch us on, it's more expensive and more aggravating. I did a Facebook post this week about how, like, I pay almost $800 a month my family pays for health insurance. And I can't imagine that if I threw $800 into a pot along with everybody else in America that needs health insurance for Medicare for all, that it would cost any more than that. Like they're, they're, they take so much. Well, it couldn't possibly. No, there, it would be stupid if it cost that much. It only costs that much because we're paying, we have to pay how many people down the line and we have to pay bonuses and we have to, to pay for people to profit off of care. But like the, it, it's, it's really the, the, the will to do all of this is there. And everybody, I think through this, I, I'm with you in that through this, the, the protests, for the liberation of black lives through COVID, I've seen a lot of people step up to try and provide and help any way they can. And, you know, that's what makes me feel hope for the future is that I know that we got us like the people here. And like, I don't know what the fuck America is up to, but what I've seen from my neighbors and what I've seen from Columbus, I'm completely okay with like making, making it by with these people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whenever people say, and, and they do, when, when I have conversations with, with, you know, liberals or, or friends or, or just, you know, people who are maybe not, um, you know, as left <laughs> as, as, as most of us are, um, the people, the argument that people will put forward will be human nature. They're like, well, you know, I mean, I guess communism may look nice on paper, but it doesn't work because of human nature. And I'm, I'm just here to say that I have empirical proof, not just this one event from the weekend, but empirical proof from, you know, my, my years on this planet, um, that that simply isn't true, that human beings will look out for one another, whether or not they have anything to gain. People will love because that is what is in our nature to do. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's been shut down. I, I, I like raising a child that it's so hard to raise a kid because all of the, the, all of the the content, all of the stories revolve around the goodness of people and sharing and community. And then we're thrown into this world that's like all killer be killed capitalism. And it's completely in not doesn't align with the values that I was raised on, you know, like, like nope. Yep. my, my got it. yeah, my family, my, my mom I, I is probably you know, very staunchly capitalist and Republican and all those things. But at the same time, you know, she also showed up to class when I would stick up for people that were getting picked on or that, 
you know, I've always been an underdog person and that was, she raised me on that kind of stuff and it wasn't political or ideological. It was just a matter of caring for everybody regardless of their story. And I took it to heart. I didn't like turn it into a means testing thing. Like I really believed it that we have to all look out for each other and it benefits us all. So yeah, it it is. It's, it's, it's hard because, you know, going into, I'm not there yet, but going into being 40, and being a, a truly grown adult person that now has a mortgage and a child. And like, I'm, I've earned my way into this conversation and I now have the right to say that everybody should have what I have. You know, I, I like, I, I feel like I have a seat at the table with the elders to say that every fucking black family deserves reparations and those neighborhoods deserve to be rebuilt and they deserve everything that we have. Like th- and there's enough money to do it. They're like, we can take away from the Jeff Bezos's of the world and have a world of plenty for everyone. And I tell you what, we don't have, we don't have a big enough appetite for anything. All we want to do is not be doing a job. We want food and a house and not be doing a job. We want to hang with our friends and family. And uh, that, that's what it is. Like, and, and I, I don't know how we break through the narrative and achieve peace. But like, that's how I feel. Sorry. I just got on a diatribe. No, Hey, (laughs) I'm going to let you guys go so that if you need to take another caller, you certainly may, but I wanted to to leave you and, and all the, uh, all the listeners with, um, you know, a little hope and, um, you know, love really is, um, the more powerful force. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for for that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, (laughs) There's Love a you. peace. Have a good one. Jackie Daytona, the fucking greatest peace. name. I'm jealous. I'm Brett Payne and I'm jealous of Jackie Daytona, just to let you know. It is a good you guys it's fucking you're a couple of good names. Wonderful, peoples. powerful, strong name. Uh also diligently waited on the line fifty minutes, unlike this fucking jump in that we've got here. But this, this is the last call to end them all. We won't treat you differently because you're all our callers. So let's get you're this You're like with. all our children who we love. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, this is Colin from uh, North uh, Arcata, California, in the north coast of California. Okay. What's up, Colin? How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm running for city council as a leftist in a very small college town up here. Sweet. Um, and... Go ahead. I, I, I'm I'm running on a, a explicitly left wing agenda in a in a small college town of about eighteen thousand people that uh, <clears throat> has seen a lot of problems in the last few years uh, regarding to economic you know austerity and so forth. And I uh, kind of put out an, a little sort of like bid to see if people wanted to vote for me and I got a lot of overwhelming support over the last week saying like yeah we want to kind of change things and it's 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 a town that's essentially run by people who who rent out units to college students and and the working poor and it's sort of like a town that's sort of like owned by uh sort of like an established group of people who kind of bought property here in the last 40 years um so it, it, it's like it's a bit of an uphill battle in terms of like trying to get some sort of like economic, like, you know, equity here. Yeah. What, well, uh, I mean, it makes sense. Where can people find you and stuff so that they can, uh, uh do you have a site or anything um, like that? I, it, it, well, so before COVID I was a, I was a culture writer for the local like weekly paper. I wrote about like live music and shit and I wrote it with, like a weekly 
it, it was the North Coast uh, Journal was the name of the publication, and I, I wrote about it with sort of like a explicitly like left wing agenda to it. Which I, I and so you you can find me there, or you could find me at uh, Colin Edgar Yo at Gmail dot com C O L L I N E D G A R Y E O at Gmail dot com. How many votes do you and think you're going to need to? How many votes do you think you're going to need to win this? Like, what does an election look like there? Uh, an election here, it, it, it's very, it's a very small kind of bedroom community. So it, it, basically, I just have to get. So there, there, there are, are five positions open for city council. Um, three are uh, open in this particular election. One of them uh, was vacated by someone who uh, uh, had to. Um, leave so that they could get their uh, retirement for another position to our incumbents who are older people. Um, I got to get at least a thousand people voting for me in, in a town of 18,000. So oh, okay. I, I think I can, yeah, I, I think I can do it. I think I can do it, but it's, you know, it's the town I grew up in. I went and lived elsewhere for most of my adult life. I've come back, you know, in my thirties. You got a great and story. It really is just, it, yeah, well, it's one of those things where it's kind of like a weird labor of love. I lived in New Orleans for most of my adult life. I lived there through Katrina, and I kind of saw what like disaster capitalism did to that town. Yeah. And I'm afraid that like in the wake of COVID, that's going to happen to Arcata here with um, sort of like a lot of outside money coming in. Because it is a very picturesque town. It's a very nice place. It's very pretty. And it's a place where you can imagine people from like L.A. and elsewhere wanting to buy second homes. Yeah, but there's a lot of working poor up here. There's a lot of uh, Native American people up here. Arcata itself is a a Yurok name from the, the local tribe up here. So it it's it, it's like it it has a history to it that sort of needs to be working poor up here who are kind of on the outside of things. It, it's in Humboldt County, California, which is where all the weed was made yeah, for like man. the last forty years. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the it's like the heart of weed land, right? But like we're trying to like figure out what we do with our future after, you know, uh, weed largely becomes legal elsewhere and and here and abroad. Yeah. And so you know we have dispensaries and shit, but it's like, what do we do with oh, the future? Wow. What do the kids who live here do if they want to stay in the community? Yeah. So that these are things, you know. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm um, looking at pictures. It it looks like a very beautiful place. It, it is. And, 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 you know, a, a big part of like the last, I've spent all last week just like, and this has been really crazy because of COVID, you know, we've got, we just got put up to the, the, the top from the neck, the second from the top highest risk zone because of our new outbreaks we've had. So I've been walking around in like, you know, socially isolating you know, with the mask on and everything, but trying to talk to constituents, you know, like outdoors. Yeah. You can't really shake hands, but you talk to people, you know what I mean? People have approached me and they want to talk about their issues and they're really interested in uh, rent control and rent reduction here. And they're interested in defunding the police department because we have a police department, which is, you know, mostly locally uh, uh, sourced and, and the people who are like, you know, it, it is like not, outsiders doing it but for a town of 18,000 our police budget is like six grand last or uh, six, six million last year Jesus which is really fucking high for like 18,000 people oh yeah 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 for and, sure and, 
And so we're trying to find a way, you know, a lot of what's on everyone's mind right now is like, how can we cut the rent down? How can we pass the like citywide rent control under COVID? And how can we like make some of the uh, programs around here be not centered around simply arresting people for like intoxication in public and so forth? How can we translate it more to um, uh, 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 uh social programs for people who have mental health issues or people have issues with uh, 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 substance abuse problems and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, it, it's just, it's a unique thing. I, I'm, you know, I, I'm mostly just a freelance writer and a carpenter. I don't really have a lot of experience in the political world, but I just, this year felt like I had to step up and run because I kind of felt like there's, sort of like a zeitgeist in the air and we just have to kind of do that in our own communities, you know, and like try to make things better for ourselves and the people around us. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So I just wanted to call in. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of you guys and uh, it's great what you do here. And uh, I got a friend who's from Columbus, Ohio, and, and uh, she tells me that uh, you guys are legit. You know, you, 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 you care about the community there and so forth. And she kind of put me on, <clears throat> she, she put, put me on the radar for your show and all that sort of stuff. And she said that you guys are really good. So yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's we appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for your story. I mean, good luck. I mean, you should go for it. I, I mean, you have the authenticity like earlier when I was talking about, like I've earned my point, I've earned my place as like a full grown adult at this point. I can speak up and say things. And uh, if you're from there, you you definitely have yeah. you have a stake in what happens. Like you're not faking it. You're not outside influence. Like you're you have love for the community and you are thinking about things. And you know, I I think that's where the world is going. I think you're going. I think you can find a lot of support if you if you work it right. Um, there is certainly a way that I bet you can get a, a thousand votes or a couple more. Um, very easily running on that kind of a platform. So I wish you the best of luck and please let us know however, however we can help. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I, uh, again, um, I am reaching out to my constituents. My email address is, uh, Colin Edgar Yo at gmail.com, C O L L I N E D G A R Y E O at gmail.com. I'm setting up some sort of a fundraising apparatus. It's difficult in COVID. And the last thing I want to mention is we did have a, um, murder here in our town that was uh, racially motivated in the last few years. It was a young gentleman, a black gentleman who was from out of town, who was going to our university, Humboldt State University, and he was stabbed to death during the party, and the police did not respond to it well, and his murder is still at large. And so it's sort of like the thing that's looming over yeah. our town. His name is Josiah Lawson. And so justice for Josiah is like a big deal here, too. And so one of the things I'm running on is trying to uh, find a way to get that, yeah, um, more recognition Absolutely. for that, and 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 get that sort of thing because we we have a you know racially charged history here, and 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 we really need to move past that, and we need to fix and and repair that damage that we've done in the past, and this is a very recent stain upon the upon our town, so it's it's definitely something that's uh, on the forefront of any forward thinking person's mind and the person who cares about justice and so forth in their mind. So if anyone has time to look at justice for Josiah Lawson or, or look to his mother, Charmaine Lawson, she is still raising money to try to get his uh, uh, case 
you know, uh, dealt with in, 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 in a correct way that it's outside of what the local police and DA have done. That's something that I think maybe people outside could donate to or, or look into. Okay. Um, and it is definitely a spur upon our community. Yeah. Send Absolutely. us, send us any info. We'll try to pass it along. Help you out. Yeah. I appreciate it. I love your heart and, and where it's at and keep, keep fighting it. There's no reason not to give him hell and to do the right thing. So we appreciate it. Great. Thank you both. Fucking rock on. I really appreciate it. And thank you both for doing what you do. Oh, thank you. All right. You ready to go? Yeah. I think the live stream is shut down. I, oh, it's back maybe for a couple minutes. Well, we're done. Yeah, we're done, Zo. Uh, that was Street Fight Radio, the call-in show. I hope you enjoyed it. You can listen as a podcast to get the whole thing. Mon- Wednesdays and Sundays, we do the recording. Watch it on a live stream. Otherwise, just subscribe as a podcast. It'll come to your Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, whatever it may be. Uh, we will see you again on Wednesday. We're Street Fight. Peace.